and welcome to the AIS Arena, where tonight we'll have the grand final between the Canberra Transact Capitals and the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. What a game it is in store for us tonight. It is, well, great to be here. Craig Ravel, Michelle Hocking and Mark Aston joining me for all the action of the 2008-2009 Grand Final. Mark, uh, it should be a fantastic, fantastic matchup, and I know that everyone, everyone's thinking that Canberra will win, but I think it's going to be a very hard game. You just never know with finals. Well, two weeks ago we were here. These two teams fought out a semi-final that was worthy of it. If we get a game that's half as good as that, then uh, we're in for a beauty. That, that came down to the final quarter. Bulleen up it by two at three-quarter time. Caps won at the end. Tonight, I think we're probably going to see something very similar, a good, tight, hard battle. I don't, I don't think it's going to be much different. I think you're right, Mark. I just uh, last The game that we saw two weeks ago here was a tough game. Bulleen really came out and played some great basketball and, and pushed the Capitals to you know, have to really perform, particularly in that last quarter, to get over the line. And I think, I mean, I said at the time that I thought that, you know, Townsville would knock Bulleen off in the next round. That didn't happen. Bulleen were absolutely superb. I watched the game on ABC TV and Bulleen were just fantastic in that game. They really didn't allow Townsville to get into it at all. So I think that tonight's game is going to be a lot closer than the pundits think. But um, I'm going for the Cats. I just think they've got a bit too much depth, a bit too much size and experience. Yeah, that, that's going to be a huge thing, the experience factor. There's been a fair bit made of it, the fact that the, uh, the Capitals have won five titles. This is Bulleen's first ever travel trip to a final, um, and only one of their girls, um, Desiree Globitz, has actually played in a final. Of course, it was here with the AIS back in the great era. But, yeah, there's, that experience is going to be one thing, but it's how you handle it as well. Um, you know... A team experience doesn't translate to individuals. Well, no, it doesn't. And I guess, you know, the Capitals are going to really have to play well as a group tonight. And, um, and you're right, individuals are not going to win this game. An individual experience is really going to be come down to which team performs better. And I think, you know, in terms of over the season, I think that Bulleen have probably been the better team, if you look at it in that way. And certainly Canberra have lots of stars and have had patches in games and games where they've played well as a group and a team. But that hasn't always been the case, whereas I think that the opposite is true of Bulleen. They have always had a really good team cohesion and, and played well as a team. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a really, really tough game. And I, I just think it's very for a great night of women's basketball. Yeah, you mentioned Patchy two weeks ago. That's what the Capitals were. Patchy. Patchy. So they, they started and had some great moments, then got bad, and then came good. Patchy. Well, that's right. And I think the thing that the Capitals have in their rotation and group is that they've just got so many individual talents that they uh, can, you know, rotate players around, mix it up, look up a little bit, and any player at any time can step on the floor and just give them that little bit of extra kick or momentum or whatever it is. You know, you've got a Jeff Bibby sitting on the bench there who comes in at number six. You know, she's a star in this league, and she can certainly come on and just turn a game around in an instant. We saw it. We've seen it, you know, throughout her career and many occasions she can do that. You've got Tolo, who's a superstar of the future, sitting on the bench with the Capitals as well and, you know, she's really starting to find some form coming down the stretch. So, you know, in theory, you know, you look at what they've got on paper, you look at the experience, you look at the 5,000 strong crowd that we're expecting here tonight, you would have to say this is going to be a Capitals win. But you know what? 
Bulleen have nothing to lose and uh, the pressure's not on them, the pressure's on the Capitals. Yep, the, the Bulleen Boomers got everything to play. Well, as you said, they got nothing to lose. There's a couple of reasons that they might uh, be able to use to help them get over the hump. One is the injury to Shelley Hammonds, who was their key player up until a few weeks ago. Uh, they'd like to do it for her as she was a big part of their being the, probably the best team, as you said, this season. And the other one's Katrina Hibbert, who's going to retire after this season. So a couple of good reasons mentally to fire themselves up and be able to win it. Absolutely, that's right. And I mean, Katrina Hibbert, what a player she's been in this league. And I think we're going to talk to Cheryl Chambers now. Uh, Simon Peters is down sideline, and I think he's almost ready to go, so we'll switch to Simon OK, now. we've got here with us uh, head coach from the Boomers, Cheryl Chambers, coach of the year. Congratulations. Oh, Feeling good you. about that? Yeah, well, it's hard to feel good about, you know, bad about anything at the moment. I mean, we're getting to play in a grand final. It's exciting and, you know, it's great. Thanks. Congratulations on the win last week. That was a great game against uh, a note that took a lot of money. Was, well, money, theoretical money was on Townsville to get the up of you guys, but you really had it for the whole game. I didn't think that at all. I thought the money was on us. But anyway, that's, I guess that's part of being confident as a team. And, yeah, you know, you're right. Probably people around the league, once we lost Shelley, probably thought we couldn't bounce and... I think it shows the character of our team that we can, and you know, we execute when we need to, and you know, it's, it was a good win. Absolutely, you must be really happy with that depth because it would be very easy for a team to lose a, a player of her calibre and somebody go, oh no, that's it. But they've really just—it seems to have just spurred them on to bigger, better things. Yeah, definitely. I mean, all year we've been sort of talking about our depth, and we've had great respect in our bench. So I guess you know, it does show that we do have depth when you can step up and get some great wins. When you know, I guess you know, you've lost one of your, your starters. So how do you beat the Capitals here at home? Well, I guess it goes without saying we'll have to do something about rebounding and um, try and do a much, much better job than we did last time. Um, but, you know, I guess it is to go to our strengths rather than worry about all the time about their strengths. But, you know, let them worry about a few of our strengths as well. And it's uh, reputed to be uh, Frog's last game tonight. So Yeah, yeah so I guess it's you know, another emotional thing that goes with it. I mean, she's played with the club for a long time and, you know, she's a good character in the team. So there'll be a lot of feeling about that as well. But there'll be added, added pressure there to win because then she might do a Sam Wisdom and come back for another season. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to talk to her about that. I'm not really sure. She seems pretty adamant at the moment. But, uh, you know, I guess it's important. And, you know, she thought about it before Christmas and it hasn't been something that she's just thrown in the last minute. So I'm pretty sure it's pretty well thought out, and, you know, we've tried to support it with it. Well, good luck with the game tonight. I know you've, you've earned a lot more fans over the last couple of weeks here in Canberra. A lot of people were very impressed with the game last week, or two weeks ago, and uh, we wish you all the best. Fantastic. Well, hopefully we can get a few of them cheering for us tonight instead of all against it, so it'll be good Great. fun. No worries. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks. Yeah, Cheryl Chambers there talking with Simon Peters down courtside. They're uh, getting ready. The two teams are out on court. They're warming up putting in some baskets, they're uh, looking, well, confident, I suppose. It's a little bit hard from this distance to tell, but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, nice they, they they're fired up, they're ready. This is going to be great. Well, that's right. This is what they've uh, prepared for all year, and, uh, you know, they'll go out there today and give it their all, and I, I think it'll just be a really tough game. And, uh, you know, it's, it's talking about Hibbert, you know, retiring at the end of the season, we didn't get to talk much about that, but she has just been a fantastic player in this league. She's well respected by players, officials, um, coaches, and you know she's great with fans. And she's just been a fantastic asset for this league to have played here for so long. And uh, it's a, I think she could probably go around another year. She's certainly playing well, but it's whether she's um, you know she's mentally able to do that or not. But so it appears she's not, and this will be her swan song, so to speak. Yeah, maybe she's going to play in Europe again or something. Oh well, yes. <laughs>
who knows? She, she, she'll obviously be a big, be a big part of this. Um, Desiree Glovitz, as we said, she's the other one with experience. 31, I think it was, last week. Yeah, career high score for her, and she was just fantastic. She was really in the zone last week, and she was uh, doing it all. You know, Not only did she get on the scoreboard, but the way that she led Bulleen, she was just fantastic, so focused and... Uh, you know, just such a positive influence on the group out on the floor. So, um, she, you know, they need a big night out of Desi again this week to be able to get over the cap. I mean, they need a big night out of everyone. And, and Zoe Carr, she played out of her skin last week. She was just great, undersized, um, but she's just so tenacious and persistent and where, uh, you know, really, um, really going to be an important um, part of Bulleen's game tonight, I think. Yeah, I mean... But Sean Chambers talking about the depth on their bench. It's a, a bench, I guess, of no names to a lot of people. But it, like she said, hey, they, they stuck in against the Capitals two weeks ago and almost won it, uh, and beat Townsville last week when they were against all the expectations. The, their bench is a lot better than most people who've given them credit for. Absolutely, they're, they're good, solid players, and uh, I think the thing that Cheryl also mentioned was that they just execute, and they do execute very well. They're well drilled, they're well disciplined, and they know their stuff and they know how to go to it when they need to go to it. So, you know, those players, but when you have players that aren't particularly, you know, superstars in the league, but they're good, solid National League players, if you've got a, a group that executes well, understands what their role is, knows what they need to do and when they need to do it, and they're well coached. I mean, Cheryl Chambers, absolute fantastic job with this group this year, and, um, you know, she's done a, she, for many years, she's done a fantastic job with all the groups she got, but, you know, she really does coach um, this team well to execute well and, and to play just good basketball. They, they play a good round of basketball. I really like watching Bulleen play, Mark. Yeah, indeed. The big story, though, is the bigs. Absolutely, yeah. um, The Caps have got the bigs. Bulleen have got Penla Luna. She got in foul trouble last week, or oh, two weeks ago, and that, that obviously hurt them. Um, and she's got to stay out of foul trouble again tonight. Absolutely needs to stay out of foul trouble. They need good minutes from her, solid minutes out of her, and, and a fair few minutes out of her. Um, certainly Carr and, and Crosswhite will come in and do their bit, but um, Penaluma is going to be important that she does stay out there on the floor against the Capitals' big lineup this week. So I'm sure that's something that she's well aware of, something that uh, you know Coach Chambers would have talked to her about during uh, the week and what have you, and uh, I'm sure she's ready for a, for a big game. It's a big challenge. You know, this Canberra Capitals, uh, front line is uh, probably three, yeah that's right, three bigs uh, three big bigs and uh, you know, quality bigs as well Yeah, three legitimate big bigs indeed for the Capitals uh, but it'll be an interesting battle see how the uh, how, they ha- how the Capitals handle uh, the expectations, the pressure um, you know, they talk about this, this was um, sell out the, the seats were sold out during the week, with standing room only tickets available and there's already a lot of people standing around the top. It's going to be rocking like the palace, uh, hopefully, from uh, back in the uh, 80s and uh, early 90s, when the capital, when the cannons were here. So, and, and we've seen it for grand finals here before. This is a great little, it's a great venue, it's a great place, it's intimate, but uh, lots of people, lots of noise, uh, and the pressure on the capitals tonight. Well, that's right, yeah, and hopefully the crowd will get into the game and get into the game early. Um, a, a big crowd, you're right, it's a sellout apparently, so it's around 5,000. I know that um, today there were only standing room, 200 standing room tickets available, so it's fantastic to see um, you know, a sellout crowd of around 5,000 people at a Women's National Basketball League. It's 
just fantastic for, for the sport and for women's sport generally. So, um, you know, hopefully the crowd will get into it. They'll see a great spectacle. I'm sure this is going to be a great game, going to be a tough, tight contest. And, uh, you know, it'll be good for everyone. Indeed it will. Simon's down there trying to catch up with Carrie Graff, who's talking with the coaching <laughs> staff, um, obviously right. talking over what they've got to do during the match. Um, you, you've sort of done that. You, you know what it's like. Um, as, as a coaching unit, how important is the ropes? You've got about four, there's about four of them in there. Yes. How important is, you, you never had four. I never had assistants. four, no. <laughs> I only had one assistant. We never got a manager to travel on the road for us, so things have changed a little bit. And uh, It looks like Carrie's ready to talk to Simon now, so we're ready to go across to him. He's just... Uh, Okay, we've got Canberra Capitals head coach, Carrie Graff, here again. Is this number seven? Number uh, seven final? No, it's, uh, gosh, it'll be the, no, I've won one with Sydney, lost one with Sydney, won four with the Caps and lost one with the Caps. Thinking about all that stuff, going to worry about today's game, I hey? Yeah, look, I mean, they're media staff more than anything, you know, I know that because people tell me that. Um, <laughs> you know, this is about one game, it's about one play at a time, it's about one game, and it's about us playing our style of basketball. Now you've had the week off, everyone's feeling good, I guess that's, a, that's giving you guys a golden opportunity, especially for Natty Hurst, to, to really get back to, to fitness with her. Yeah, it has. I mean, for a lot of it, you know, at the same time Natty Hurst had that calf injury, Carrera had a bad ankle, so it's been really good to have them back on the floor. I think in particular for Natty, you know, she's had two full weeks of practice, she only had one full practice before that semi-final, so, you know, she practiced on Thursday like the Natty Hurst at the start of the season, you know, attacking, scoring distributing, pressuring, so, yeah, look, I think she had a hell of a grand final two years ago as a backup. I think she's primed for a great one today. Who do you see in the bowling team? Who do you see other players to stop? Look, it's all about um, Glorbitz and, and, uh, and Hibbert. They're the two key scorers, there's no question. Milner, obviously, is the key to them. She's their head. She organised their play. She can get to the rack. She's, you know, she's a veteran player. You know, and then they're role players. I mean, Carr's done a wonderful job since Hammond's been out, but really the key is to stop Glorbitz and, and Hibbert touching the ball and scoring. Yeah, well, I think Glover's had a pretty high last week against um, Townsville, and um, I, I think they just had it all over him in that game. They really never let him in. Do you think that was unexpected? Look, I mean, those two, those two are highly skilled scorers, there's yeah. no question, but, you know, Glover goes for 31, Hibbert goes for 20 in the semi final here. We held. Uh, Hibbert to seven, she had six in the first quarter, she finishes with seven, we held Glorbert to nine or ten. So, you know, Kelly Abrams is one of the best defenders in this league. I mean, it's just unfortunate for her that she's played on a team for a long time with Eleanor Sharp and then Sally Beverlack, with two other great defenders, yeah. and then Emily McInerney's been in the league. So, yeah. you know, but Abrams is in their league. I mean, she's one of the best defenders in this league. And, you know, like, even, even last two weeks ago, Natty, under strength, did a really good job of taking Milner out of the game, I thought. Yeah, look, she, you know, the one thing that he does for us, even if she's not scoring, is she's a floor general, she organises, she gets the ball to the right people and she can defend. You know, she's highly conditioned and, and super quick and, you know, you're right, I think she, you know, Milner didn't get anything easy, you know, it, it, um, it's a lot different shooting at a big gym like this than it is in the Veneto club, so, you know, Milner likes to get to the basket and did a really yeah. good job of, you know, yeah. holding her up and doing that. We've got another sellout here in uh, Ace Arena, so that's got a, uh, there, was, there was a crucial point, we talked about it last game, where uh, I think it was uh, Abs and Abby Bishop hit a couple of baskets, the crowd exploded, and you could see the entire team just lift. But you can't really put a price on that kind of uh, inspiration, can you? That's why you want to play at home. You know, it's a home court advantage. It's one, it's the gym you often play in, it's your, your friends and your family and your city, and it's that crowd momentum. You know, like you say, 
Hopefully we've got Craig Ravel ready to go now with Shelley Hammond. He's just going to catch up and have a few words. Yes, Craig, there talking to Shelley Hammonds. Um, up until a couple of weeks ago, she would have been expecting to be here tonight. Well, hoping anyway. And she, they, they will miss her a lot. They will miss her a lot, but they've been uh, the five games without her now, I think, and uh, you know they've performed very well. They've adjusted well. They've made some adaptions to what they do, and uh, you know, yeah, I, I think you know everyone probably would have thought, oh, Hammonds is out, Bolin is gone, but not to be. They really still stuck at it, and they, they, you know, they're just such a flexible, well-executing group that they were able to make the adjustments they needed to without her. Just, you know, interesting comment from um, Coach Graff there about the fact that Kelly Abrams is, you know, one of the best defenders in the league, and that's certainly true. And, oh, we're getting some interference here. <laughs> Just a little bit, also from the crowd, as you can hear. That's right. But, like, Kelly Abrams, she certainly did do a fantastic job. And I noticed in the paper today that they're saying Abrams will match up on Glorbets and Musselwhite will start on uh, on, Mus- on Hibbert, sorry. And it'll be interesting to see whether they start that way. But I think regardless, throughout the game, we will see that match-up switch around. If Glorbets starts to light up, Abs will go to her. If, uh, if Hibbert go- starts to light up, I think we'll see that switch and... Uh, see her looking to really shut down uh, the two players that are very critical in terms of the offensive uh, score power for um, the Bulleen Melbourne Booners. One, one thing that's been a little bit interesting to us sitting here as the teams are warming up, it's been a practice that um, ever since I've ever been here, that where the uh, Capitals benches, that the Capitals warm up at that end of the court. Yeah. Well, Today, I think for the first time in however many years I've been watching these, the teams are swapped in to warm up. So yes. Obviously, the Capitals are going to be playing in, in the first half um, towards the northern end of the, uh, the stadium here. So, um, yeah, it's just a little bit interesting. Do you have any idea why this I've is... got no idea, Mark, no idea at all. You're quite right, they always warm up in front of their bench and they always start that way, but it appears for some reason... I don't know whether it was some kind of coin toss or what have you, but um, I, I wouldn't imagine it would be. I would have thought it would have just stayed as it was. So, anyway, I'll see if that makes any difference to the way they start the game. 
Yeah, well, the, the, co- the referees were just having a chat to the, uh, the two captains for a minute just a second ago. So, yeah, when we're a little bit dark on that one. We'll find out eventually, I suppose, <laughs> and uh, understand it. Maybe the Capitals, as they come down the home stretch, want to win it in front of their home bench. Could well be that. Could well be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we're about nine minutes away from tip-off here at the uh, at the Palace, at the AIS Arena. We've got to call it by its official name. It's going to be a big game. The, uh, there's a lot going for both sides. For Bulleen, I reckon they've got to keep the, their bigs out of power trouble, or their big, Penaluna. They can use the uh, motivational inspiration of Hammonds and Hibbert, and I think that's going to be a huge part for them. While for the Capitals... They've just got to keep involving their bigs and control the match with the bigs and somehow absorb the expectations and pressure that's on them. This, this crowd looks like it's going to be full. There's certainly uh, not too many seats left now. Just about everyone's up here. They've taken their seats. And that's there's right. plenty of people standing around up on top. Yes, the so crowd. the atmosphere is going to be great. Huge. Caps, I think Caps get off a good start, this crowd will get involved. Well, that's right. And uh, Canberra crowds are notorious for being quiet, aren't they? They really don't uh, make a lot of noise unless they're, you know, their team's winning. So hopefully the Caps can get off to a good start and, and get the crowd involved early. I think the other thing you write about, you know, the issue about foul problems for the bigs and for Lane, the other thing is they've got to do a better job on the board. They certainly, um, and I think Cheryl Chambers mentioned it in her uh, pre-game uh, interview with Simon, that, you know, they got smashed on the boards and they really need to do a much better job of keeping um, Canberra but, but off the But they only lost by eight. They I know. They three-quarter time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, you know, if you think, of, if you put it in context, if they can just improve their possession game by getting on the boards a little bit more, you know, eight points is nothing. I mean, eight points is a blink of an eye. And certainly, the, um, you know, I think if Bulleen can, you know, just do a little bit better of job on the board, that that will really certainly help them pull back the gap of eight points, which it was last, uh, last time around. Just two weeks ago. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting final. The crowd is here. They've um, got their clappers. They've got their uh, balloons with signs on them. Um, there are some Bulleen supporters here. I did see some signs saying Bulleen. They were down to our right earlier. So uh, there will be a small group of supporters here, but 99% of the people here will be going for the Caps. The pressure's on the Caps. The expectations is the Caps are going to win it. This will be the sixth, sixth title for the Capitals. That's right. And coaches around the league are all predicting the Capitals. And looking in the paper today, there's... Uh uh, as well as Tully Devalacqua is also predicting a Capitals win but everyone's saying it's sort of a you know, 6 to 10 point, 12 point victory for the Capitals so that's what the so called experts are saying but when it comes down to it it's one game of basketball, 40 minutes uh, you know, and, and it's about what you put out on the floor for that 40 minutes and if uh, bullying can come out and play you know, certainly improve a little on what they did against Canberra two weeks ago and you know, probably even a little more on what they uh, did against Townsville last week, then they're certainly going to be a tough opposition for Canberra. Head to head, here in the capital, the Capitals have won 26 times, Bulleen only 7, and all time it's 41 to 20. So, but as we mentioned earlier, the history means nothing. Tonight means everything, and I think Kerry Graff sort of touched a bit on that, that, uh, you know, Regardless of whatever, it's up to them tonight to win this. 
Well, that's right, you know, and she talked about it being about play-by-play, play, and that's so true, you know, the basketball can be such a game about momentum, and so certainly a case that they do need to, you know, play-by-play, play, execute, you know, get the stop, gain possession, whatever it is, do all those really... Final basketball is generally not what you'd call sort of spectacular, pretty basketball, you know, it's a real... Usually it's a grind-out, it's about all the fundamental stuff about getting on the boards and boxing people out, looking after the possession game, running the lane hard, getting the defensive stops and, and riding the momentum wave. So, you know, I think it's uh, certainly going to be what I'd call a, a hard-nosed grind-out game. And Pauline would be very conscious that they cannot allow Canberra to get into their running game. If Canberra get into their running game, it could be a, a difficult night for Pauline. It is, of course, the Australian Defence Force WNBL Championship, and the two teams are now about to be uh, announced. And we have the Defence Force Brass Band uh, coming out on the centre court. They'll play uh, probably the national anthem as the uh, teams will then be announced. In fact, uh, Bulleen are now being introduced. Sharon Milner, the first one out there. Desi Glorwitz will be the second one out to court. Just going to be a very key player tonight for them. Absolutely. Fantastic week last week and uh, I think she will perform for another big game tonight. Sarah Parsons in number seven didn't actually play uh, two weeks ago, so uh, they'll be hoping to get some extra out of her as, as well. Kylie Reed, ex Kylie Jordan, I still miss calling uh, Jordan. Right. Zoe Carr, of course, played here with the Capitals a few years back, and be a big player. Then Elise Penaluna. Big game needed from her tonight. She needs to play large minutes and really try and counteract the Canberra big. New Zealand international Lisa Parton, who uh, can be very key for them as well. They're probably the best three-point shooting team in the league. Great shooter. This is a big part of that. Katrina Hivitt, the emotional factor in tonight's game especially. And Anna Crosswhite. She'll need to play some good minutes tonight as well in terms of yeah. counteracting the Canberra Bigs. Her, her dad, who's a big part of the uh, Olympic movement, is here. I did see him. He's here in the crowd tonight. And as the noise level just goes through the roof, it's the Capitals about to be introduced. Okay. Starting with the local Lauren Jansen. 16-year-old, what a thrill for her. Natty Hurst would have memories of what this was like running out in a grand final as a 16-year-old. Yeah, it's got to be a great moment for us. Chantella Pereira, one of the new ones into the team this year, came in and is going to be one of the key players off the bench. She played very well two weeks ago. One of the big keys to the match, the battle between Milner and uh, Natalie Hurst. And Natalie Hurst in number seven. Lots of finals experience, but never as a starting point guard, and she's got a critical role to play tonight. Number nine is Michaela Dalgleish. She uh, gets to come off the bench. Uh, I'll be a little bit surprised, but been a key member. They were all key members of the squad. Abby Bishop in number ten. She is probably the biggest key for this team. Number eleven, Jess Bibby. She could really spark the Capitals tonight coming off of the bench. She's been uh, home to them in a number of games. 
number 12, the uh, second of the bigs out there, and uh, Mariana Tolo. She was a part of that huge key run in the fourth quarter two weeks ago. Her and Bishop had got him home. You're right, Mark. Very important minutes in that coming down the stretch in that last game. The captain, Kelly Abrams, been here right through it all. She knows what this is like. She'll be very, very big tonight in this one. She looks so focused. Look at her out there. She's just like, you know, focused. She knows what the job is and what she needs to do. Peter Sinclair, number 14, of course, played for Sydney for a few years. Now here with the Capitals. Hannah Bowley, another one that's been around the league, played with Adelaide, AIS. It just adds to that bench strength that the Capitals have got. Tracy Beattie. Wouldn't it be a nice 30th birthday present for her? Tracy turned 30 on Monday and she's got a grand final tonight, so she's uh, been looking for a nice present. Yeah, well, she held off the celebrations, waiting for this. This is more important. And Michelle Musselwhite, wouldn't she like this? Oh, she'd love this. She uh, missed out on quite a few winner days of playing for Sydney, so she'd like to get one here, I'm sure. They will. We're about to stand up because... It's about time for the National Anthem. Boy, there is a lot of noise in here. So, we will stand for the National Anthem. With the national anthems under uh, well well underway, we have got a, a game on our hands. Ball's being thrown out into the crowd now, and it will not be long before the 2008-2009 grand final will be underway. It is um, So we get set now with teams meeting in their respective huddles. The Caps out in the centre of their home court and it is the, well, the Benigo Rangers, uh, the, sorry, the Ben Bulleen Boomers who have uh, got it all in front of them. Simon Peters, oh, he's uh, just got his mic off at the moment so I'll come back to him. Michelle Hocking, your tip for today. I'd have to go with the Capitals. Um, I just think, as we've talked about, size, depth, experience, home crowd advantage. Um, however, you know, Bulleen have nothing to pl- nothing to lose, and so I'm, I'm picking Caps probably by half dozen, eight. All right, then just Mark Aston. 
Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was going 15 for the Caps to win the semi-final. Got half, almost halfway there. Um, yeah, I, I think the Capitals will just win it in the end. They will be too strong, too much bench strength, and they'll win it out in the end. So, yeah, Caps by maybe 10 or 12. Caps by 10 or 12. Simon Peters, your pick for the result. Yeah, we just lost Simon there just for a second. lost Simon for a moment. Uh, try again there, Simon. I think it's going to be close. I think the Capitals should win. They've oh. certainly got the depth of the bench and stuff to get it done, but uh, we've seen that, that Pauline can really pull it out of the bag if they need to. And They've got, um, we sort of talked about it earlier on, they've got nothing to lose. They've got a lot to play for. They've got Shelley Hammonds on the bench, Trina Hibbert's last game, so it could be finals magic. It is an interesting one. I have to say I've got this I've got this funny feeling in my bones <laughs> that it is going to be Bulleen by four. Bulleen by four, Craig. I don't, I don't know why. I do not know why. My, I, Did I, you bet I, your house on it? Better, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, it, it's not as even... It, it's nothing I can put my finger on. But I have to say, the Caps over the last couple of weeks were less than convincing in what we saw them here. And now we've got this situation where there is a huge expectation on them. Standing room only seats have been sold and we have got a, uh, well, we, we've got the, the ingredients there for a tremendous success for the Capitals or a, a, a terrible outcome. And uh, Mark Aston, it is you that was here back when the Sydney Panthers were able to take that grand final back down the highway to the Harbour City. Yeah, yeah, we did see that. It does happen occasionally. Grand finals aren't uh, always written on paper. On paper, it looks like the Capitals should win it. However, yeah, if Pauline uh, do win it, I won't be overly uh, surprised, but I just think the Capitals have got too much strength. Well, it's a grand final atmosphere for sure, as the two teams are ready on the floor, and they are heading out towards... The uh, starting fives and the tip-off. It's B.T. Abrams, Hurst, Bishop and Musselwhite starting off for the Caps. It's Milner Hibbert in her final WNBL game. Will she go out in a blaze of glory? Penaluna, Zoe Carr, who had had an unbelievable postseason. Her playoffs has been as... Well, about the best basketball we've seen from her. So it, it, all the ingredients are there, as you said before, and we should be expecting to have a huge game to call the action for you on sportradio.com.au. It's Mark Aston with the tip-off. As we're at the start, it's Beatty and Penaluna, they go up. Hurst has the first use of it. The Caps will get to use it first here in the grand final. As Hurst drives down the left wing, passes to Beatty, low post back out to Bishop. Musselwhite's on the right. She comes around the screen for Bishop at the free throw line. A pass to Abrams on the left wing. Bishop looking for a low post position. Goes back to Musselwhite. Musselwhite coming across court. Foul by Hibbert. That was soft. But as long as the uh, referees are consistent, they call it. That's right, and I mean, I guess they've set the standard here, haven't they, Mark? That was a very soft call, but uh, it was good Canberra's execution offensively, good ball screens, which we're getting, uh, Berlin were getting caught up on, which is partly why Hibbert caught that foul. Very, very patient. Musselwhite gets the ball. Three-pointers in the right corner to get it underway. 
for the Capitals and they lead 3-0. She just set up in that right corner and just sunk it. That's right. And ooh, another one called, another foul early and I think it's been called on Hurst there. Yep, Hurst on her as she was trying to fight her way around the screen. First use of the ball here for the Bullying Boomers. Penaluna will inbound from the left wing. Gets it to Milner, key player for them. Back to Penaluna, still out on the left wing. Carr, being watched by Bishop. The pass inside. Musselwhite steps and knocks it away and Hurst brings it back into the front court. Musselwhite's had a big impact so far very early on here. Bishop going in the paint, bumps away from Penaluna. Hookshot won't go, tipped away. Bishop keeps it alive. Back out to Hurst. Musselwhite from the left wing, three-pointers a little bit short this time and Glover to the defensive rebound. Good boards from uh, Bishop there, but unable to finish it off. Penaluna has the ball knocked away from BD from behind, off to Hurst. Hurst at halfway, two on two, takes it down the side, round the corner, tough pass, and Hibbert dives on it, and we're going to have a jump ball, are we? Nope. Hibbert got it up to the car somehow, and Milner brings it back down court. Milner just going to set up the play now as the players get back and dribbles away around to the right side. Milner being watched by Abrams. The pass into Glorbitz from out front. Glorbitz comes up in their first basket. 3-2 for the Caps. That's right, and just Canberra, uh, Hurst got caught up on the screen action there and wasn't able to get round, which let Glorbitz open for just a nice short-range jumper. Good for her to get her eye in early in the game. I thought maybe we'd had a defensive change in the, the plot here. Abrams, three-pointer from the left wing, won't go, and Carr inside with a rebound. Bishop's going to be called for the region, and that's not where you want to be giving away silly fouls. Absolutely not. I mean, Zoe Carr did a great job of just boxing Bishop out and uh, kept her off the boards, and she just reached over the top to try and get that one. Good to have the um, intensity to be wanting to get him, but she needs to be a little bit careful because she's been a bit foul-prone at times this season. So Moe Pauline have it back in the front court. Hibbert on the right wing, being watched by Muscle White. Puts it on the Good floor, moves towards the corner. Back to Glorbitz. Carr sets up a screen and Bishop takes over on Glorbitz, defending her. Glorbitz looking to go inside, can't. Penaluna passes down to Cara, back out to Glorbitz. Three-pointer from the right, won't go. It bounced on the ring a couple of times. Carr Car gets it alive. Milner off to Hibbert. Hibbert from the right side, a 10-foot jumper and Bolina in front, quarter three over the Capitals as Hurst brings it straight back down. Drives into the basket, Penaluna on the help out. Oh, the shot and try to keep it alive, but... Uh, Put a foot on the end, so it'll be Capitals' ball, but first uh, driving inside, certainly being offensive-minded early. Yeah, good see. aggressive move, but Penalum is a big big person to uh, get a shot off against, so uh, Canberra got possession again. Abrams inbounds to Musselwhite, straight into BT low post, hook shot good out job. front, won't go from a ball, tipped around loose, Milner ends up with it, and she's off to the other end of the court. She's got plenty of defenders in front. Abrams tips it away from behind, but... Glorbitz manages to keep it with Bulleen. Milner down to Glorbitz on the right wing. Musselwhite keeping close tabs on her. Carr off to Hibbert on the left wing. Hibbert back to Milner coming around the screen to go inside. Too many bigs there. She'll hand off to Hibbert. Fall away jumper from the left wing. Won't go. Bishop defensive rebound. Looking to down court but uh, couldn't get it there. Eventually comes down to Abrams on the left wing. Beatty goes low post to get the ball against Penaluna, hands back to, to Abrams, 
from the baseline. Clawford jumper won't go. Tipped away by Musselwhite. But, geez, the Cavaliers getting their hands in there. Just balls just not falling their way. No, that's right. I think, you know, good shot selection, right shot to take, just not able to make it at this stage. I, I would like to see Canberra maybe pump the ball inside a little bit more at the offensive end. Milner on the left wing, going against Hurst at the free throw line, hands off to Penaluna. Just inside the oh. three-point line, Penaluna gets it, 6-3. Right now, Bulleen are looking very, very good. Hurst on the right wing, Bishop high post against Penaluna, back to Petey. Left wing is Abrams. Musselwhite cuts across the paint, Penaluna comes back, oh, Bishop comes back to the left. Musselwhite gets it at the top oh. and tries to throw a poor pass inside. Bishop manages to knock away. Caps almost end up with it. They're fighting and scrapping for it in there, but the Pauline Boomers end up with it. Ball is certainly falling their way. Glorbert's on the right wing. Look to take on Musselwhite and pulls out of it. Now dribbles back inside. Bumps away. Turn around. Jumper won't go for a Kept alive. And Abrams back to herself almost off Bishop. Dribbles it down the court. Goes past Glorbert. Takes oh. on Carr. Knocks away and ball out of bounds off Musselwhite will be bullying Boonall in the backcourt as Bibby is going to come in, Tolo's going to come in, Beatty sits down, Musselwhite sits down. It's 6-3, we're about halfway through the first quarter here. It's this a, is a real surprise. It's been so quick this game so far and uh, well we always expect Coach Graff to have high defensive levels. It looks like Bulleen are matching them indeed. Absolutely, and Bulleen having some real problems getting the ball in. Great defensive pressure in the backcourt from uh, Canberra then. Almost forced the clock violation. Would have been close. Reed is in for uh, Glorbitz to the other change for Bulleen. It's Milner now. Has it in the front court, calling Reed out from the left. Penaluna comes to high post on the left. Milner just dribbles to the right side. Penaluna at the top, the left side to Reed. Just keeps it alive. Tipton Penaluna saves it from going in the backcourt. The ball to Milner, low post against um, Hurst. It doesn't go. Reed with the offensive board. Tolo blocks Carr's shot as she tried to jam it up there. Ball loose. Hurst saves it in the backcourt and the caps. Have it here, it's frantic, it's crazy out there right yeah, now, it's a grand it final, isn't it? That's right, and everyone wants it, so it's good, good persistence, good effort from everyone over there. Capitals, move it around to the left wing, down to Bishop, low post, puts up a shot, won't go, Penaluna defensive rebound, might have blocked the first one. Milner will bring it down the left, Cap scored the first basket, they haven't scored since. 6-3, Bulleen still leading as Penaluna goes to Reed on the right wing. Comes back to Hibbert. Three-pointer from the left from Hibbert. Won't go. And Tolo grabs the defensive rebound. Gives it to Hurst. Hurst down to Bibby on the left wing. She'll drive into the basket. Lays it in. Bibby's first point. Good running. Good running from Jess Bibby. And good look from Matt Hurst to find her. If Canberra can get their running game going, that'll be a good thing for them. Love it. Takes it down into Penaluna. A little shot won't go for it. Tips it low. Hurst though ends up with it for the Capitals. One interesting matchup right at the moment is that Hibbert matchup with Bibby. In fact, Reed's watching her at the moment, but they were talking that Hibbert might get found out on Bibby after she has to go against Musselwhite. There's no rest. Big board from Tolo. Bishop drove in, shot wouldn't go. Tolo with the offensive board. The ball back out to Abrams and Penaluna gets scored for the foul on uh, Abrams outside. Tolo and Purden, Harden coming in. That's right, and Tolo has come into this game and she's had an immediate impact. She got the block at that end of the floor. She's picked up a couple of boards, so uh, that's a good start from Tolo. 
Hurst to the ball off the inbound pass to Bibby from the right for three. It's on that. Bibby's got five, and the Cats are back in front eight to six as Milner drives into the front court. Throws a bad pass behind Penaluna. It's out of bounds. Turnover against Pauline. Penaluna saw the pass then, and she thought because it was just behind her, someone had already taken the corner spot, and so she pulled out of taking it in. Unfortunately, Milner had anticipated on her. Bishop, uh, Bishop sat down, beat it back in for the Caps. First brings it down. Bibby from the left of three, she's feeling it. Won't go though, pardon with the defensive rebound for the Boomers, and she'll give it to Milner to control the proceedings as she brings it across centre court. Penaluna, going to play a lot of minutes, hands off to Pardon, Pardon going around the screen, tries to force a pass and burst with a steal, she'll drive back down, the BD in front of her, comes across to Bibby on the right wing, he'll drive to the baseline, pull up jumper, won't go for her, and Beatty can't get the rebound, it was Penaluna tipped down to, par- to Reed, who drives straight down the centre of the court and then has to pull it up, could have been a call for travel but wasn't, Pardon will come back to Penaluna, left wing to Milner, Milner being watched by Bibby. Milner, need to go to work, driving inside, off the Penaluna, 14 foot jumper from the right, it's good, nice shot, she's got four points for the game, and it's tied back up at eight, with 2.34 to go Great here, pass. great pass inside for Beatty, shot won't go, and oh. she'll be fouled in the second attempt, put a pick three of them, who's it going to be on? Cross wide it is. It's on cross white, so... Penaluna was in there, and if that was the second on Penaluna, that would have been a big play. Tell you what, five fouls through the first seven and a half minutes of this game. We thought with those two early whistles that it might be a, a, a <laughs> slugfest, the grey team taking over, but the, the girls took that early call as the indication of how they were going to play it, and they've, uh, well, certainly kept the hands out for the majority of the time and unfortunately Tracy Beatty getting the yips there under the pressure of the free throw. Tracy Beatty this season as I uh, scroll through is shooting from the free throw line at uh, about 36%. Makes one of two. Caps the back in front. 2.27 till quarter time. As Parton has it in the lead front court. Down to Reed, who's been watched by Pereira who's just come in for the Capitals. Hard read, and as she put the ball on the floor, Pereira's just got the handle in there. And They're calling that um, defending ball handler quite tightly. Any sort of hand, second it goes on, there's no warning, nothing, it's just getting blown. So Reed inbounds it to Pardon, gives it off to Milner. Dribbles away to the right side, Hurst trailing right behind her. Back to Crosswhite. Crosswhite hands off to Pardon. Three-pointer from the left from her is all net. Yeah, she's a good shooter. You know, you can't give her any space at all. She had Bibby in her hand in her face, but she's able to make it. She can really knock him down. 11-9 then. Bulleen lead. Hurst dribbles around to the left side. Comes back to Tolo. Down to Beatty Low Post, who was yeah, in a terrible position trying to keep it alive. Almost a steal by Hurst, and Milner has some free room off the car, who's left alone outside. Three-pointer won't go, beating with his defensive rebound. Hurst, off to Bibby on the right wing in the front court. She'll drive oh, baseline, Carr's got to be called for the foul. And I, I think Zoe just said, you're not going in there. That's so, right, um, <laughs> physical on, on Tracy Beatty at the moment. She's using uh, uh, her physical on, on Tracy Beatty at the moment. She's using... Uh, uh, her physical strength to just push Tracy out of size. It's that sort of size, that tall, 
Paul Timber finds it a bit more difficult to play against that physical D and uh, she's doing a good job of being smart with it down there. You see Abrams coming back in for camera. And yeah, Bishop. Bishop's back in as well. So Hurst with the inbound pass finds Bishop under the basket. Little turn around and then it goes. Bishop. Is that her first score, Mark? I That's her first. She's on the board. 11 all. As Milner drives down the right side, gets away from Hurst, takes it in and lays it up and then it goes. Milner gets her first basket. She used the speed and the defence just didn't recover in time to stop it. Hurst back at the other end. Bullying up by two. Just over a minute to go to quarter time. Beatty puts it on the floor. Great drives down the centre of the lane. Ball knocked away by Carr, I think, and Beatty now will be called as she uh, wrestles Zoe Carr to the ground. And it will be just the fourth team foul against the Caps, fourth and four against Pauline as well for the quarter. Interesting, though. I actually thought Tracy uh, might have got fouled on that one then. But she the probably rest... thought she was too. Yeah, <laughs> rest in fair. But good to see her putting the ball on the floor and looking to penetrate when they open up like that. Milner, back down court. Lovitz on the left wing. Off to Crosswhite, right side to Pardon. 50 seconds till quarter time. Back to Milner. Looking for a play. Lovitz gets it on the right wing. Being watched by Beatty. Bit of a defensive mismatch somewhere. Carr turn Great around. Man. Well, Great hands man. in there from Abrams. Steals it for the Capitals and Bishop brings it into the front court. We heard a buzzer go off and that must have been the 24 <laughs> second, but... Caps have the ball in the front court. Abrams to Bishop. Bishop right side to Bibby. And as Bishop was cutting to the basket, Crosswhite stayed there and came up with a steal. Yeah, but 18 just, seconds. Looking for one last play. That's right. They'll just work this, get the last shot. But, uh, you know, great body checking on the cut action from Canberra there. From the bullying against Canberra's cut action. Oh. Bishop with a reach and I think is going to be called for the foul. She and doesn't think, like that. And that's two and I think on Bishop. Okay, I thought they were actually going to call the foul on Crosswhite then after the action as well, but uh, chose not to. Yep. It's quite physical out there, Mark. The game's at quite a quick pace. You can see the girls are all sucking it in, sucking the air in a little bit there, and, and there's a lot of body checking and on-ball screens and, and action sort of happening. So it's going to take a toll physically on the girls tonight. Crosswhite at the line makes the first, so I'm pretty much certain Pauline will probably go in. They're up by three now. They will be four. They'll be in front at quarter time. And nobody, was, I think, expected that. Beatty inbounds it to Abrams. They've got eight seconds to get one last shot off. Abrams drive. drives down the centre. Right, Polo right. with easy layup. And that's the way to finish off the quarter, at least. As, uh, Milner with the last court. He from uh, the backcourt won't go. But, well, there we go. It's quarter time. Bulleen 15. Capitals 13, it's a surprise early on here as the um, Bulling Boomers have got the lead. So, uh, wow, yeah, that, that was frantic, it was crazy. It was. was just non-stop. It was non-stop. It was, it was quick. It was physical. A lot of bodies clashing and what have you. So, you know, I think if it stays at this pace for the whole game, we're going to be, you know, these girls are going to be pretty tired tonight. Just having a quick look through the stats here as they come up. Uh, it looks like in the rebounding count that uh, it's 10 all. You know, Bulleen has done a great job of keeping Canberra off the boards. So that was going to be critical for them. Shooting-wise, the percentage is that Canberra are only shooting at 29%, 5 from 17 from the floor. Uh, the um, Bulleen Melbourne Boomers, as I lose my stats here, are shooting at 38% from the floor. Um, you know, foul, sh foul shooting hasn't come into it at this stage. Both teams have only been there once. Turnovers are fairly even. And, uh, 
you know, so overall, the stats are reflecting what the score tells us. It's a two-point ball game right now. Okay, let's go to Craig, who's been listening to Bulling. Simon Crappy wasn't happy with the way that the Capitals are just one pass, two pass and shot. She's very, very adamant that she wants them to get through their offensive sets. Happy with the defense. I mean, pretty uh, full-on first 10 minutes there and the score's not great, but she really wants them just to commit to their offense and get through this stuff. Yep. Well, we'll see as the two teams are coming back to start the second quarter. 15 to 13. Defense, obviously, one out in that quarter. Well, that's right. And, uh, you know, it's... It Graffy's quite right. I would like to see the Capitals kick the ball inside a little bit more than they have. I mean, the first opening play, they got some really good ball reversal inside-outside game and got a good shot off, and I haven't seen a lot of it since. Credit to Pauline C. Indeed. Well, Pauline have first use of it here in the second quarter. Milner off to Glorbitz on the left wing, looking for a hit low post. Tipped away by Muscle wide out of bounds is the uh, referee. So it'll be Pauline still with the ball. Hibbert to inbound it. Gets it into Milner under the basket for a little lap. Won't go. Tolo with a defensive rebound. Gives it to Musselwhite. Down the left wing. She'll come. She's got Beattie in front of her. High post on the left side. Comes back to Hurst. Looking for Abrams on the right wing. Into Tolo. Tolo back to Abrams. Goes back to Hurst. Left side for Musselwhite. And moving the ball around now. Musselwhite puts it on the floor. Drives to the baseline. Tries to jam up a shot under the basket. and Hits the underside. Milner will bring it back down for Boleyn. The Caps just got nothing out of that one. Glovitz on the left wing for Boleyn. Puts it on the floor, driving in. Tried to... Bit of fancy dribble there. Lost the handle on that. Picked up by Beattie. who will credit it with a steal, perhaps. Musselwhite on the right wing. Beattie at the top. Gives it to Hurst on the left wing. Beattie cuts the low post. Gives it back to Abrams. At the top. Musselwhite's on the right wing. Seven seconds on the shot clock. Muscle White into BD high post against Carr. Little hook shot. Oh, no, tried to blow it down inside. They don't get the shot off in time as Tolo picked up the scraps. But 24 second violation against the Capitals. Mm. Not a good start from the Caps here in the second quarter either. No, Bulleen's defence is really doing the job. They're taking them out of what they Capitals out of their natural game, and it's been very effective at this point in time. Glorbitz on the right wing for Bulleen with the ball. Goes down to Hibbert, low post against Hurst, turn around, shoots over the top of a little Hurst, and Hibbert has her first basket. It's a four-point lead, 17-13 in favour of Bulleen as Hurst comes back down the right wing. Tolo, low post. Back out to Beattie. Muscle wide on the left wing. Tolo cuts across the key. Beattie, the pass inside to her. She'll try and jam it up there. And does, and Beattie gets the basket. Nice speed in there to Beattie and good patience and poise against them to, uh, to take her time, reposition herself, get her feet set and get a good execution on that shot. She was certainly surrounded by defenders when yeah. she got the ball. Car off to Glorbitz on the left. Back to Hibbert. Hibbert three-pointer from the top. Oh. So all net. All net. Look, Canberra are getting caught up on those ball, uh, off-ball screens a lot. They really need to do a much better job of defending the screen action. Tolo, low post, back out to Beattie, left side to Musselwhite. Capitals right now being outplayed, Abrams to Hurst on the right wing. 
puts it on the floor, drives inside, layup won't go for and Milner will be called to the defensive foul. And I guess they'll be shooting as Hurst to go to the line for two. Timeout called by Canberra here. Well, it, we haven't had too many timeouts, which is perhaps surprising considering how defensive and how tight. It's uh, been a real battle, but uh, Cary Graff, I guess, not happy with the way this has started. They're down by, uh, by five, 20 to 15, still seven and a half minutes to go here until half time. That's right, and I guess one of the concerns for Canberra is that Abby Bishop has not really got into this game. She's been such an important player for them all season, and uh, you know she's got two fouls racked up, she's got two points, but hasn't really been a factor in the game as yet. Tolo, though, has come in and done a great job for Canberra. Yeah, and of course Bishop sitting down to start the second quarter, which you would not expect, but it's those two fouls mm. that's the reason for that. And um, yeah, Bulling have just done a great job getting in there and just annoying and um, defensively the, the, the little tips the ball's bouncing loose, it's going uh, different ways, we're going to go down and hear what the coach has been saying he wants uh, the players to look a bit more active in defence she's worried about them not getting across the front of the screen, in offence she just reiterated that she wants them to really work through their steps and really commit to their offence and they've been doing a good job on that. Thanks, Simon and Craig, who are listening in on the timeouts. Is first, and this is the first free throw. That's a surprise. She's usually very, very good. She makes a second. And that hurts. That's her first point of the game. The Capitals look to put a bit of oh. defensive pressure on. Ball loose oh, and comes off. Beat his leg out of bounds. Nothing's going the Capitals' way. No, no, and I guess that's one positive that they can take. They're only down by four, and they haven't had a lot go their way. So, you know, they've just got to stick at it, be persistent, work at their stuff, and hopefully, you know, the luck of the ball might start to roll their way. Carter Penaluna, right side, Glorbert's down underneath his... Oh, his, great uh, block. ...his Hibbert, who blocked her shot, blocked there by Musselwhite. Beautiful Yeah. Yeah, Musselwhite just stayed there, stayed down, waited for the fakes, and then blocked the shot. Great work. Abrams then on the right wing comes around a screen from just out front oh, pass. passes it down to Beatty. Beatty fouled by Penaluna. It's two on Penaluna. And Beatty will be disappointed though she didn't finish that off. She will be disappointed she didn't finish that off. And Penaluna will be disappointed. That was a bit soft that one. I mean really if you're going to give that one up you want to foul her a little bit harder and make sure she doesn't make it. Fortunately for her Beatty didn't. But uh, yeah look, Beatty's on the line. A little bit inconsistent from the line, Tracy Beatty at times. Yeah, what was it? 46% for the season. Oh, she made the first of this trip. Made one of two on her previous trip tonight. She's the only player. Oh no, Natalie Hurst has been to the line as well, hasn't she? Yeah. Beatty makes them both. So she's two. She's three or four from the line as we've got Crosswhite coming in for Penaluna who's going to sit down. Bishop's coming back in for the Caps. And I imagine she'll Tolo. Uh, Tolo's Tolo. Uh, good minutes again from Tolo. As good backcourt D. They have really put in pressure on. They're having trouble with a few times trying to get that in. Milner does get it and now we'll bring it into the front court. Down the left wing. Hibbert has the ball. Off to Cara at the top. Glorbert's had position against Abrams. Oh, when she block. got it, blocked from Abrams. Great defensive work from Abrams. And she'll bring it back into the front court. Beatty at the top. Looking for Bishop low post. The crosswhite had the hand up there. 
Gives it off to Hurst. Hurst using Beatty as a screen. Now passes inside as Beatty cuts away to the basket. And Beatty with two points. She's got seven for the game. She's high scoring right now for the Cats. And Bullying wants to talk about it because it's all tied up at 20. Absolutely. And Canberra have done a much better job in the last minute and a half of looking to get the ball into Tracy Beattie, and that's creating some options for them. So I guess, you know, offensively they're, they're executing a little bit better. They're putting the ball in a spot. And I think what, what has changed is that Bulleen were very physical early in taking Tracy's cut action out of the game, and they probably haven't done that as well. And with Penaluma moving off the floor as well, they haven't done that as well, so it's enabled some space to free up for uh, Tracy Beattie in particular inside. Yeah, it has been Beatty who's been getting in there. She's the leading scorer for the Capitals with seven. Bibby with five. While uh, Bulleen, well, Hibbert with five. She's their leading scorer. Glorbert's four. Plenty of scorers from both sides. So both sides have been able to get players um, actually active in scoring as uh, Simon's been down talking to or listening in on the uh, Capitals bench. Simon. Yeah, Crappy's pretty happy with the with the effort so far in this quarter. She made a, uh, a personal thank you to, to Kel Abrams about the job she's doing on Desi Globert's 31 points last week. She's only got two points so far in 14 minutes. What Phil uh, Chambers is saying is that it's starting to get a bit static and a bit rusty in the offense. She wants them to go out there, execute, wait for their screen before they make the next move. So watch them this time round trying to work in the offense. Glorbert's had it, I thought, off a foot, but kept alive for the Boomers. They have it in the front court. Milner on the right wing. Comes back to Glorbert's. Abrams is watching her. Down to Hibbert in the left corner. Beatty watching her. Drives across the court. Left-handed hook. Well, right-handed hook, I should say. Won't go, but she gets the offensive board. And now Musselwhite picks her back up. Hibbert across court. Bumps it off. Back out to Crosslight. Crosslight to Milner. 15 seconds on the shot clock. Plenty of time. Milner going away to the right. Comes back to the left at the free throw line. Left that one short. Beatty defensive rebound. And off the beat to Hurst to bring into the front court for the Capitals. Drives around Milner. Pull-up jumper, won't go for him, there was no one there for the offensive board, Hibbert. Long out the pass, although Hurst gets back, steals it back to the Capitals. As Beatty gives it to Hurst, left side for Muscle White. Back to Hurst as I set up a play. Beatty comes across, sets a screen. Hurst comes around it, puts up a three. It's all lit! Capture in front, 23-20. to Matt Hurst, four points for the game. Yeah, good shot for Natty to take, and it's good to see her to have that confidence to actually just come off that screen and nail it. It's much more natural. Car being watched by Bishop. Gives it uh, back off to Milner on the right wing. Down to Car, low post. Turnaround jumper is easy for, Nat, for Zoe Car, her first basket. As we've got some substitutions coming. Pardons back in for Bulleen. Bibby and Pereira as Hurst and Musselwhite sit down for the Capitals. Capitals will have it in the backcourt. And this pace has been frantic even in this quarter. The first was fast and the second's been just as fast. Right, and will the legs last? I think that's going to be one of the um, struggles for Bulleen. The benches, yeah, yeah, the benches will tell in the end. Abrams for three from the right. Goodman, her first point for the night. There's a big three to extend the lead to four. 26-22, 4.30 till half time. That's right, and this quarter the camera have really turned the score around. They're uh, out by four, biggest lead they've had this game. In fact, I think it's... <laughs> the only lead they've really had other than the first, the first start of the game. When they scored the first basket, cross white in the paint, hook shot won't go. Bishop as Beatty's taken a knock and uh, probably need to just pull it up and get her out of there. 
And so she's now joined the play in the front court. Pereira to Beatty at the top. Left side is Abrams. Off oh. to Bishop for the easy two. Defense went to sleep. Complete defensive breakdown from Bullying there. It just uh, poor communication. Crosswide on Parsons. Uh, got caught up on, on screen action and didn't know who was defending who, which left... Uh, open under the basket so a uh, timeout by Cheryl Chambers and it's a critical point in the game four minutes to go in second quarter Canberra have really turned this score around they're up 28-22 the other factor here is the Bullion have racked up two fouls and Canberra have no fouls so far this quarter so this quarter it's unusual yes very unusual so you know Bullion really need to consolidate here and just regroup refocus uh, go back to doing the stuff, stay on the boards, you know, work hard at getting through the screen action of Canberra, bump cutters early, don't let them get position and uh, start to grind, get the stuff happening back for them. Yep, the last thing they want is this uh, lead to start to blow out more before half time, but uh, it is 28-22 or 3.57 to go, Simon's down having a list to carry Graf, who must be very, very happy right now with the way things are going. Good, Graffy, more of the same with the last time out. Using, taking that opportunity just to reiterate the offensive stuff. Uh, she really wants them to concentrate on this next four minutes, use this lead and really build on it to take a healthy lead into halftime. So it's going to be Pereira, Bibby, Tolo, Bishop and Abrams out on court for the Caps. Carr, Crosswhite, Milner, Harden and Reed for the Boomers right now as Milner gets the ball off the inbound and brings it down the left wing. Pereira is watching her. Hands off the crosswhite. Milner goes round the screen. Looks to come back in. Put up a three and all good from Milner. That's just uh, poor ball screen defence there from Canberra. Pereira needed to either go under it and, and have Tolo show herself high or just fight her way through it. Tolo off to Bibby on the left wing for the Caps. Bibby, three-pointer from outside. Tolo with the offensive board. Back to Bibby on the left wing, driving along the baseline. Back out to Abrams, and they'll set up another play. Going Bibby on the right wing into Bishop. Turn around from Bishops. Well, left that one short. Tolo keeps it alive and keeps it out. <laughs> Almost chucked it away. Abrams saved it. Yeah, and that's the third possession for Canberra on this play set, and uh, Bullen really don't want to play defence for that long. Abrams' three-pointer won't go. Bishop can't run it down the corner. Bullen will have it in the backcourt. The rebounds are probably starting to take over for, for the Capitals as Abrams sits down and Muscle White comes back in. Reed inbounds the ball to Pardon in the backcourt. Hands off to Milner. And Milner will take on Pereira, who's defending her. Pereira with the job right now as Milner came up with that last basket. Carr. Hands back off to Milner on the right wing. Drives at the basket. Nice little hook shot from Milner. Milner Herrera can't stay with it. No, Milner's starting to come into this game. Graffy needs to think about getting Hurst back out there because they were virtually taking each other out of the game. Herrera's struggling against Milner. Bishop off to Bibby on the left wing. Puts it on the floor. It's the drive inside. Down low post for Bishop. Jacks that one up really, really quick without getting set. And Milner's back at the other end. Three on two. Off left side of Pardon. Pardon. Driving baseline. Musselwhite steals it. Knocks it away from behind. And Bishop picks it up. Great defensive work from Musselwhite. Yeah, she must have a few steals this game. She's really been active defensively. Disrupting and getting hands on the ball. Carrera into Bishop. Turn around. She's rushing her shots inside. They end up with another offensive ball through Tolo. 
the bishop set a couple of balls inside and it's, it's like a hot potato for her. She's yeah, jacking. she's really just overthinking it and uh, rushing it. Bishop at the top, left side to Bishop, to BB, down to Tolo, low post, looking across the paint, muscle wide on the right wing. Bishop, across the paint, two seconds on the shot clock. Bishop into Tolo for the two, and Tolo comes up with the basket. But, oh. Good patience for offence then from Canberra. They executed well, got the ball through sets of hands, got it inside, outside. Tolo's making great post position as Pereira's beaten by Milner again. The layup wouldn't go though for her, so Capital's got out of jail. They lead by 3, 30 to 27. Ball is loose. Bibby picks it up in the front court. Minute 15 to go till half time. Tolo at the top left side of Muscle White. Tolo sets up in front of her. Gives it to Bishop. Bishop puts it on the floor. Corporate travel. She's not having a good night tonight, no, is she? she isn't. Uh, but we've seen her in games previously where she's had a poor first half by her standards yeah. um, and come out and just completely turned a game around in the second half. But look, I've been absolutely outstanding effort from Mariana Tolo. She's doing a great job on the board. She's doing a good e- defensive job and she's finishing off in- inside. So she's been very important for Canberra. I think, you know, it looks to me like some of the bullying girls are sucking it in a bit there in terms of Milner's doing a fantastic job of trying to get stuff happening but she's looking pretty tired out there at the moment and I think fatigue could become a factor coming down the stretch mark. It certainly will I think. The, the pace that's um, really warming here tonight of course is a packed out crowd. The, um, probably 5,000 people here tonight. It uh, adds to the heat. It's a warm day. And the pace in the first quarter has been kept up here in the second quarter, but the Caps have uh, got a three-point lead with a minute to go. So um, it's going to be a very, very important one minute coming into a half-time as Simon... Crap is concerned about Sharon Milner and the amount of room she's got to work with at the moment. She really wants him to clamp down on her offensively. She doesn't want him to take their foot off the gas. Worried that they've just taken off a bit, so it's back to a three-point game. She wants to keep that intensity going. That's why Milner is back in. What Cheryl Chambers wants is she wants him to get focused again and particularly watch this match up. She wants uh, Milner to get Hurst out of the key because Hurst is getting far too many rebounds. So Bulleen have it back in the front court. Milner being watched by Hurst. Down to Carr who broke away and Carr with an easy layup. She's got four for the game. Capitals now. Lead by one. 42 seconds till half time. Hurst on the left wing. Bishop Bibby comes around a screen out top. Right side to Abrams. Into Bishop. Low post. Off to Tolo. Tolo just dropped over the front. Gets the lead back to three. And we've got 25 seconds. The Capitals will get it back. There's about uh, three seconds difference between the shot and the game clock. Milner looking to set up one last play, I guess. Slowly from the top. His car's on the right wing. Glorbitz and Hibbert setting up high screens. Milner, she just puts up a three. And it's good. Ties it up. Yeah, Canberra are having some problems with ball screens here. They really need to talk about that at half time. Time running out as Abrams drives inside. Jacks up a shot. No foul called. Oh, Bodies Abrams. flew. They say it was probably after. Nothing counts. It's all tied up. 32 all at half time. Uh, well, Pauline will be really happy the way it ended. They were down by six with a couple of minutes to go and uh, they've tied it up. They have, they were, they were down by six and Milner just started to get 
into the game a little bit and, uh, you know, created some opportunities for herself and some of the others. So, you know, I think uh, it, this is fantastic. You know, what a great game of basketball. Fantastic first half, physical, quick, um, good execution and uh, I think we're in for a great game. Well, we've had a great first half. Uh, yeah, there's nothing to suggest there's going to be anything different <laughs> from here on. And uh, the two teams have now made their way off court. The uh, coaches will be, uh, will be following shortly. As uh, Carrie's now heading off across, Cheryl Chambers is going. Almost looks like they uh, wanted to talk to her with the um, ABC. No, they've gone. They're out of here. What a first first half. At, um, <laughs> Both sides have had momentum. Both sides have... Uh, had the chance to really blow it away. Sharon Milner was a big part of the end of that quarter, though. She's leading scorer with 10 points and for look, the game and for Boleyn. And, and most of that came when Hurst was off the floor. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I think, you know, very important will be that Hurst-Milner matchup in the second half, and it's whether Hurst has got, I guess, the fitness to be able to play the minutes they will need her to play, given that she's been um, out with an injury and she's coming back and recovering. And just looking through the stage, here and uh, certainly in terms of the, um, the percentages, Canberra's shooting percentage has improved and it's now sitting at 38%, still being outshot by uh, Bulleen at 43. Rebound count, Canberra have done a much better job in that second quarter of getting on the boards and you know they're out rebounding now 20 to 14, so that'll be important in the possession game coming down the stretch. The rest of the stats are looking pretty even here, so you know it reflects the fact that the score's sitting at 32 all at the halftime break. As we give Michelle and Mark a bit of a break here at halftime, we've been joined by Liz Cambridge. Now, Liz, a big year for you. You're our first, well, is it, it's not the first full season, it's the first full season with the AAS, but it's not your first full season in the WNBL, is it? No, no. Um, I made my debut with the Dandenong Rangers last year, had a few games there, and um, yeah, in November I came up to Canberra and played a few games with the girls. Well... You come to the end of that first full year with the AAS and you pick up the best field goal shooting average as for the season. That's a, a fantastic effort. Yeah, um, I had no idea about it at all. I never really look at the stats. So when I went into Waste one day, the girls were like, yeah, congrats on your award. I was like, what award? And they're like, the shooting percentage was award. I was like, that is so random. But yeah, just a... Just a um, way to tell that I've been choosing all the right shots during the year to take, so yeah. It wasn't a year that went untroubled either. You were in and out of the side with injury and uh, we've seen this so many times with big, big tall girls like yourself getting those shin and, and ankle injuries which uh, really play havoc with, with your careers. Yeah, it was just like whatever could get injured would get injured. If it wasn't one thing, it would be the next and it was such a up and down year that finally everything started to settle down, which is good. And how is the body as you're getting ready for Worlds? Um, I've actually aggravated a disc at the moment, so I've got my brace on at the moment. But yeah, we're off to Italy and France tomorrow for three weeks, so it'll be great to get away with the girls and experience some overseas basketball. And Liz, what have you thought of this grand final so far today? Well, it's, it's like when you come out at halftime, you want the got to be equal and it is so that's really good I'd like to see Pauline the underdogs get up but Canberra they're so tough and 
their home court, so... No, no surprise there, yeah. coming from Melbourne, that you might want the Melbourne team to win. Yeah. You, you, haven't, you haven't found any loyalties, only just a bit more rivalry for the Capitals yeah. since you've been at the AS. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, it was an interesting year for you this year. It was capped off by... I'll just give you some stats here, just so in case you don't know. 62.6% and 87 from 139. Now, if I was you, I'd be saying... Well, that's about a hundred less than what they should have fed me. <laughs> talk us about talk us about some of your teammates now, because you're staying on one more year from memory at the AS, yeah, but yeah. you lose a couple of your veteran players in the Katie Gaze and Steph Cumming are going to be heading off after the World Championships. How have you seen all the new girls gelling throughout the training and practice? Yeah, well, at the start of the year, um, five new girls came in, and it's like we all came in at once. We've all like click together so easily but I guess that has to happen when you're all living together in an environment like that and what about the, the new crew you've been enjoying what they're bringing the dynamic they're bringing into the side yeah like they're so young and it's like oh we will like that one day so yeah we all click well alright and uh, of course uh, a couple of your former teammates are out on the floor with uh, Penaluna who you would have played with at Dandenong and the AIS I think um I've never played with Catalina before. Oh, you didn't? No, okay. no. Right. So you were but she's, like, she's only a couple of years older, and she's such a mature player, which is amazing. So. And, of course, well, Mariana Tolo. Yes, Mariana played a bit with her. <laughs> and you came in, you've only played against Abby Bishop too, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so with the world champion, with the tour you're about to go on for the Worlds, what can we expect from you guys? Um, well, we're playing against people like Holly Grimer, and um, I think we're playing against Renee Camino when we're over there, so it's going to be really, really hard, but re- a really great experience as well. Well, thanks very much for joining us up here at halftime in the WNBL Grand Final. You're picking a bullying win from here. Yes, hopefully, fingers crossed. You're, uh, you're one of the minority here, but I must say there's been a good <laughs> crowd that have turned up from uh, the... Uh, Melbourne suburbs to uh, cheer them on here in yeah. a sellout. Uh, this is what the AAS games are normally like, aren't they? This sort of crowd? <laughs> yeah, minus a few thousand, I think. I, I should invite Michelle. Did you want to ask anything of Liz no, before no, we let her go? Good. No. I think you've <laughs> tormented her enough, Craig, so <laughs> we, we'll let Liz go. <laughs> Liz, we uh, wish you all the very best for Thank you. your tour away and then look forward to catching up with you on Thank AAS you basketball much. next year. Thank Liz Cambridge, of course, winning the 2009 Best Field Goal Shooting Percentage Award. We thank her for her time up here now and uh, as some more stats come to hand we will just uh, quickly revise. It's 32 points all here at the long break in halftime of the grand final. It was a 13-15 first quarter to a 19-17 second quarter. So you can tell by that, nothing in it at all. It's interesting to note the Caps, four from six at the free throw line, and Bulleen have only gone to the line for one trip. That was for two shots. They're 100%. But the Caps just not giving them any extra points. And in a close game like this, you can ill afford to do anything like that. Looking at uh, 38 the Caps with 12 from 32, then it is Bulleen, 13 from 30 at 43%. Outside the arc, 10 from, 4 from 10 for the Capitals, 4 from 9 for Bulleen. Leading scorer on the four, Sharon Milner with 10 points, Hibbert with 7, and on the Caps side it's Beatty with 7 and Tolo with 6, Bibby with 
five. So it's nothing in this game, but yet, as I bring Michelle Hawking back into the call, I must say that I have uh, really felt that the Capitals are the more confident side, even though at a few of those time-ups, the bullying Melbourne Boomers were just absolutely cop-a-hoop, and they did seem as if, if they get a sniff in front here, they're not going to be as easy to uh, get back in front of as we saw in that second quarter. Well, that's right, and I think uh, I think the thing for the Capitals is that they, even though they haven't played what I would call as well as they could, they've certainly, um, you know, I guess they're not playing as well as they can, and to be in this game as they were the whole time and bullying, never to really break out to a large lead, gives them the confidence that once some things start to go our way, you know, the drop of the ball and, you know, start to knock down some of the shots that they really should be making, then the things would happen. Just having a look at some other stats here, Craig, I think the other things that are starting to show through is that Canberra points in the paint 16 to 10, and I would imagine that most of that came in that second quarter. Uh, the other fact is that they've out rebounding bullying now by six, and the points off the bench 11 to five, so they're getting more scoring production out of their bench. I think the other thing that might start to come through is the minutes that people are playing. You look at Berlin and they've got players, their big five, I guess, playing large minutes with Milner not having been able to have a, have a rest yet. Um, and, you know, Hibbert playing big minutes, Carr playing big minutes, uh, Petaluma with some foul trouble will create some problems. And Canberra's, you know, 17 minutes is the most that anyone's played, and that's been Kelly Abrams. And uh, so those bigs have been able to be rotate through quite easily. It was interesting being down at court level there just before half time because as the uh, as Milner got the ball down, now she'd been given instructions as I mentioned before to get Hurst out of the key because she was eating up too many rebounds. But she got down to the three point arc. No one went to her. She was looking to dish off and said, oh, what the hell, I'm going to jack this one. Knocks down the three to even the scores, and then the bench went up in unison. Don't let them score. They knew there was only, well, I think when it got into the front front court, it was two seconds left, and, uh, well, they did just that. They stood their ground, and, and Kelly Abrams was looking for the foul. She went crashing in, but it was to no effect. Now, we do have, uh, very soon we hope to be speaking to Rahani Cox, from the Townsville Fire who, well, didn't she have a season, Michelle? It was the uh, the best season we have seen from her in a long, long time. Oh, look, Rowan Cox had an absolutely stellar season, superstar of this league, uh, Australian Opal, played at the Olympics, and I think she probably was one of the better... Uh, better of the Opals at the Olympics really came up and played. Uh, I think she won the Deadly Award this year, Sportswomen of the and it's just, you know, absolutely fantastic. Led Townsville um, extremely well and what have you so she's been recognised by the league as uh, the MVP for the league and uh, deservedly so. Um, You know, and and of course, as well as the MVP, obviously she's in the All-Star 5 and some of those other players that we can name, of course, is Deanna Smith from Perth. Um, Abby Bishop from Canberra, Jennifer Krauss and Christy Harrower from Bendigo, of course. So, you know, wouldn't you like to have that line-up out on the floor for you, Mark? Well, you would indeed, and uh, you would have to say that you are going to see uh, a, a very interesting council fire with uh, a third year of Peter Buckle. He's got final, taste of finals now. He won't want to uh, let that go too soon. Mark Aston, as uh, you get set for this second half, it is... Poised in the balance, but 
as I said, it always looks like the Capitals can do it at any time. Indeed. I mean, that, in, early in that second quarter, they uh, took the momentum and had it, but uh, Boleyn came back and pinched it. It's, uh, the, the momentum swings right through this game have been, been quite amazing. Uh, if you look at the stats there, the, there have been eight lead changes. Six times it's been tied up. It's, uh, it is swinging back and forward. The momentum... Uh, in the end, will tell probably in the last couple of minutes of the game, unless one side can uh, really start to establish their domination. And, and if anyone, I think that would be the Capitals. Uh, uh, if it stays close, it could go either way. If it stays close, I think the Capitals have a huge advantage because they've got a bench that goes down to 7-8, uh, uh, and Coach Graff has got the confidence to use them. So uh, I think that is the, the big, big advantage for the Canberra Capitals if the uh, game is going to uh, be a bit of a blowout and uh, Coach uh, Coach Chambers can go okay, we'll go down to Ronnie Cox. Cox congratulations right Oh, thank you, thank you. What do you think of the game here so far? It's a bit of a cliffhanger. Oh, my God, 32-0. It's ridiculous. Like, the momentum swings are going for both teams, and, well, I, I don't know who's going to win. It's going to be a close one. A bit of heartbreak there, not making it. Oh, yeah, you know, definitely. I feel for, you know, my girls and stuff, and I think winning the MVP is sort of makes up for it. Absolutely. Well, thanks very much for catching up with us. We'll let you get back to it because we're about to kick off for the second half. But right. congratulations again on the MVP. Thank you. Ronnie Cox joining us there, and uh, just if I could finish that thought, finally try and finish that thought, I, I think the problem is that the bullying side are having to run their starting five far too much, Michelle. That's right, and I think, you know, momentum, certainly momentum will come into the game coming down the stretch. The other thing I think is fatigue will start to um, show. You know, when you're tired, when you've been physically pushed around, when, you know, your legs and your body, your mind's willing, you start to make those small mental errors. You start to miss the box out that you need to get. You start to, you know, you don't fight over the screen you meant, the way you meant to, or you get a breakdown in communication. And they're the costly little errors that coming down the stretch in a tight game will uh, certainly, you know, make the difference. Bullying breaking away from their huddle now, Coach Chambers giving them their final address. It'll be Hibbert, Glorbert, Penaluna, Carr and Milner to start. Simon Peters, as he gets set to tell us what Graffy said. Just wants them to really get through their stuff offensively. Make sure that they're committed to their offense, believe it's going to work. And you know, we've seen when the, the pulling defense breaks down, it is working. Second half's underway. Mark Aston to call all the action. Capitals have first use of it, and it's Hurst with the ball. Beatty goes around the screen from Beatty on the right side. Abrams, Bishop, and Bibby are early starting five for the second half. Bishop gets it on the left wing, takes on Carr, goes inside, back left side to Bibby. Bibby working away inside, driving in at the basket. Foul will be called on Globitz as she was following through. And that's just her first foul as the first 20 seconds of the second half have gone. The Caps, well, Bibby is into the act of shooting. She'll go to the line for two. Nice aggressive start from Bibby. Put the ball on the floor hard and drove hard to the basket. So Muscle White not starting in the second half, but Bibby's in there for her. A bit too aggressive with the shot. The yeah, was <laughs> bit hard out of the fired up off the back of the iron on that one. Second is good from Bibby. Caps are up by one here in the after their first possession. Now Milner and Hurst. This will be the battle for the second half, those two. 
to watch. Carr, outside on the right wing, being watched by Beatty. Puts it on the floor, looking for someone to pass it to. Finds Penaluna oh. driving at the basket. Penaluna scores. That was beautiful work there, Michelle. The way that Carr was able just to wait and had the poise to finally make the right decision. That's right, Craig. Beatty back out to Hurst on the right wing. Bishop at the top. Bibby cuts away inside. Abrams gets it inside. Hibbert steals it for the Bloomers. Not a good start from the Caps here. Milner back in the front court on the left wing. Off the car at the top. Down low to Penaluna. Beatty in front oh, of him. Locks the shot and steals it away to Bishop. He gives it to Hurst to bring into the front court. Good defensive work from Beatty. Hurst dribbles right side. Bishop at the top. Goes to Abrams on the left. She dribbles away from Hibbert down along the baseline. She skirts the way. Finds Bibby from the right wing. Three-pointer won't go. Hibbert defensive rebound. I'll tell you something that I've noticed. This Carr-Bishop battle has been fantastic. And at the moment, both players on four points. So, really, Carr doing a fantastic job. That's yeah. right. I mean, she knows the game pretty well. So, you know, it's always going to be a, a good match-up between those two. Pivot off to Milner, cutting down the centre of the key. Finds Penaluna on the left for oh. an easy jumper. Left alone, Penaluna's got another two. She's good from that range, Penaluna. She's got a very sweet shot, jump shot for a big, such a big girl. 36-33, Bulleen leading as Hurst going low on the post line. Milner tips it away out of bounds. Caps will still have the ball under their offensive basket. Two minutes gone here in the third quarter. And right now, Bulleen have started better. That's right. Canberra need to get some flow into their offensive game. They really look quite stagnant at the moment. Hurst has the ball out high. Abrams gets it on the right wing. Into Beatty low post. What's she going to do with it? Backs in, turn around, shoots over the top of Penaluna, but left it short. Hip it with a defensive rebound. And uh, yep, they are dominating the boards right now, Pauline. As Bishop takes a tumble, Hibbert gets away from it. Finds Hibbert, uh, Milner on the left wing, into Carlo post. Carr looking to fling it across court. Hands off to Hibbert, and Hibbert are left alone. Comes up with an easy basket. We'll get a timeout called. Well, the Caps who 38-33. It's a 6-0 run from the uh, Bulleen Boomers. Boy, does Zoe Carr look happy as she goes to sit down talking to, uh, to get the word from the coach. That's right. A great start from Bulleen. They've come out of that half-time break uh, focused and ready to play. Uh, defensively, they've done a very good job. Canberra's looking very static offensively. And uh, Bulleen's screen action is really creating some problems from Canberra. We sort of struggled with that in the first quarter. They adapted a bit in the second quarter and, and got a little bit better. But, um, again, they're really struggling to get through the screen action of Bulleen at this stage. 38-33, to go here in the third quarter. Craig and Simon down, listening into the coaches. We'll find out what they're saying. But, um, yeah, it's been just a little bit too easy. Too many players getting loose, getting free for easy open jumpers. It's uh, come up with some baskets. We're going to Craig. Yes, and as you'd expect, Cheryl Chambers extremely happy with the way the team's been going out of the break. She said, we're just being smart. We're playing the game well and defensively outstanding. She wants that defensive effort to continue and then build on it. They've got this momentum now. They've just got to keep chipping away building. That will get them the title. Simon. Simon. Capitals have it in the front court. Bishop with the ball. Back out to Hurst. Three from the right on net. Great start back out. 
first of seven points for the game. And that's a big, big basket for the Caps. Very big basket. They really needed that one. So that gets it back to a two-point game. Much better look on the scoreboard now for Canberra anyway. Maybe a bit of momentum. Let's see if they can build on it. Milner, though, with the pass down to him. Abrams steals it away from her out of bounds. Bulleen will have it under their offensive basket on the right side. So look to set up. Milner looking to break free and get the pass. Roberts gets the straight back to Hibbert. Moves inside. Carr puts it on the floor, drives the baseline. Shot will drop for uh, Zoe Carr. Looking, but uh, effective. Yeah, it just goes. Milner almost steals it back. Hurst has it in the front court. Back out to Abrams and the Caps will set up a play. Bishop on the right, puts it on the floor, driving inside. Hook shot. Lays it up, won't go. Beatty couldn't get the rebound and Hibbert with a defensive board. And uh, the Caps need to get Tolo in there, perhaps. Milner. Milner setting up the play from the top. Carr, cross to Milner. Milner down to uh, Carr. Bishop, great steal. Keeps it alive off to Bishop. And the crowd appreciate that effort. Not much else has gone right for uh, Abby Bishop tonight. She gets it at the top of the key. Back to Abrams on the right. Beatty low post. Turns around, looking for someone to pass to. Finds Hurst on the left wing. Left all alone for three. Hurst puts it. You Ten know, points. You cannot give Natalie Hurst that much space. That was just a complete defensive breakdown from Bulleen to give her that much room out there. Hibbert was standing there looking at going where... Oh, hold on, there's somebody alone. It's gone for three. 39 to 40. Caps still down by one as Penaluna chucks it across the car on the right wing. Comes and sets up low post. Car drives across the paint. Left-handed hook shot. Won't go. Beatty defensive rebound. Off the Hurst. Caps can take the lead here. Abrams gets the ball. Easy Great layup. Pass. Lovely work from the Caps. They're in front of last. Good pass from Hurst. Good offensive transition from Canberra. And Bulina looking a little bit sluggish right now. You could see Hibbert was trying to get up the floor but just didn't have the leg speed to be able to get there. Of course... Chambers again, it's another momentum swing with what oh. this game's been about, isn't it, Mark? Oh. We, we talk about the players being tired. We're going to be worn out <laughs> watching this. Right. It's crazy. 41 40, the Caps are back in front by one. The momentum swing has just been a crazy. A couple of big threes from Nat Hurst, crucial uh, in getting it back. And then that uh, nice, easy layup there for Abrams as the defence just wasn't back in time. That's right, and so Bulleen will certainly be talking about that, I'd imagine. And, you know, you cannot, they'll be talking about making sure they start to get out to those shooters because once Canberra starts to get on a roll with their shooting, they're very dangerous. And the other thing that they'll be talking about is the fact that they have to just not let Canberra get into any sort of running game against them because that would uh, kill them. <laughs> so we go down to, I think, Craig Ravel. Out of time out very quickly was Bulleen, even though Cheryl Chambers called it. Again, just said, we're in offence, aren't doing the right thing. You'll see Milner go back to the one now. They just tried a few things there. It wasn't working. And, of course, uh, there was a bit of consternation there from Zoe Carr, who uh, missed Kathy Borlis in an open, uh, with an open look and went herself. She said sorry, but generally the bench just a little bit flat that time at Bulleen. Simon. Yeah, going to be just more offence, just micromanaging all those offensive sets. Interesting here at the 
Canberra was showing his own as Bulleen came down the floor but have gone straight into a man out of it. Just mixing up the look for Bulleen, I think. Penaluna takes it inside. Shot won't go for her. Tolo is defending her and Hurst for the defensive rebound. Gives it to Abrams to set up the play from the top. Beattie has sat down and Tolo's the one change has come in as Abrams gets the ball off the screen. Goes back to Bishop. Bishop to the right side. Down to Polo low post. Can take on Crosswhite. Forces a shot up. Foul will be called and... Penaluna. Penaluna, that's three on Penaluna. If it is, it is Penaluna. And Tolo will go to the line for a couple of free throws. Big next few minutes here. Absolutely critical couple of minutes coming up and Tolo's back out on the floor and straight away, nice big target inside. Aggressive move, unfortunately. Missing a foul shot. Missed the first one. Misses the second one and Glorbert's got in and grabbed the defensive rebound. Score stays 41-40. Caps in front as Milner has it in the left, in the back, in the front court now. Dribbles to the right side, then comes back left, cross wide, has the ball knocked away. And then dumps Bishop on the ground and cross wide will be called for the foul. That's her second. She bumped the Bishop away. Bishop always had the steal. And was taken out of the play. Really, the referees had to call it. That's right, and that's Crosswhite's second foul. So just looking at the big lineup for um, for Bulleen, we've got Penaluma on three, we've got Crosswhite on two, and Zoe Carr has only got one at this one. Yes, that's right, one at this point in the game. So you know, there's still 14 minutes to go in this game, so they'll need to play smart. Yeah, Penaluma's the only mild oh, concern, yes. really, foul-wise from either side. There's not been much called, really. As Abrams brings it into the front court. Bishop back to Abrams, driving down the court, centre of the court. Layup won't go. Tolo inside. Can't quite get it back. And Penaluna will inbound for Bulleen off the missed pass. Pardon. Hands off to Milner, and Milner will set up the play. Milner on at the centre of the court. Penaluna. Milner cuts away to the left and gets the pass back from Penaluna. Penaluna cuts to the basket, gets her in the low post. Drives inside. Tolo comes back and blocks that one. And the Caps have it back. Tolo, big defensive play there. Hurst, down to Abrams' left corner. Inside of Tolo, manages to grab that back to Hurst. In the left corner. Comes around a screen from Tolo. Driving inside, off to Abrams' right side. Bibby at the top for three. It's not goal. It looked good, but just didn't drop for her. I just noticed, particularly when I was down there, they're getting a lot of players free, the Capitals, who are having big open looks. Tolo with a big steal there, and Capitals are away. Tolo dribbles it into the front court after stealing. Bishop back out to Abrams, and they'll set up the play. Hurst puts it on the floor, looking to drive inside. Gets her own offensive board, and then gets knocked out of bounds by a teammate. Bishop coming in to help out on try and get a rebound. Good aggressive rebounding by both of them. Forty-one <laughs> forty. That's been a basket for a while. Yeah, minute, minute and a half almost. I think this is a final longer. basketball. At its best. At its best here. Three fifteen to go till three quarter time. Glovitz gets it on the right wing. Bulleen to make some changes. Muscle White about to come back in for the Caps as well. Cross White to Pardon on the left wing for the Boomers. Milner driving down the centre of the lane manages to get up a shot over Tolo it won't go and Hurst will drive back into the front court coming out to the left wing and now we'll set up Milner chasing her all the way back down court Tolo's low post on the left side 
Abrams into Bishop underneath the basket. Knocked off by Penaluna. Four on Penaluna, and that is big. Yeah, that's exactly what they didn't want. They had Penaluna coming out too, with Hibbert, Carr and Reed all shaping up to go on. So they could ill afford that. But in the, in the scheme of things, 2 minutes 44, and they were rotating her out anyway. It's, it's not as critical, but it is difficult. It makes it very difficult for Chambers to get a rotation going, particularly if Canberra goes a little bit bigger. First with the ball off the inbound. Abrams left alone on the th- left side for three. Bishop, great rebound. And the Caps get a second opportunity. Goes back out for Hurst to set up the play. Makes the call. Goes to the right side. Bishop stays outside. At the top. Musselwhite at the top gets the ball. Nine seconds on the shot clock. Musselwhite puts it on the floor, drives inside. Reed will be called for the reach and foul. Her first and I guess will be shooting two. And in, yeah, yes, in, it is. Importantly, it's a bonus situation now. So every time Pauline foul, Canberra Capitals will go to the line. So if they can use this last two minutes of this quarter to get some... Mind you, they haven't shot particularly well from the foul line, I don't think, tonight. Well, 50%, 50% from the foul line. But the big thing is they only have sent Pauline there twice. twice. That hasn't changed since half-time. That's right. Musselwhite makes both of them. She's got five points. That was her first point since she hit that three to start the game. That's right. Beattie comes in for Bishop who sits down. And Bishop sitting down still with four points to a name. So defensively, they haven't opened up on Beattie yet. Uh, on Bibby yet. Reed uh, brings it into the front court. Cross wide on the left. High post. Hands off to Hibbert. Three from the top from Hibbert. Won't go. Carr gets the offensive four. Back out to Milner. Milner at the free throw line, looking for somebody to pass it to. Back to Carr. Carr can't go inside, but Milner with another three from outside. Won't go. Knocked out of bounds. It's going to be over the top. And Pauline will have another opportunity. They get a fresh shot clock. I don't know what the crowds are looking at. (laughs) It's a fantastic atmosphere here, though. And and Coach Brown, when he was with the A's, always said that, you know, this is what... Uh, this is why referee defence from Canberra on the out of bounds still by Hurst it drives straight into the front court down the left side puts up a shot Tolo was there muscle right for the follow up rebound can't get it to go and uh, Reed brings it there back down the other way cross white into Reed for the layup good transition yeah. from Berlin. they needed that one too just to settle it down to a 1.4 game minute 33 and I'll finish that thought he said it's the home crowd noise that always sways the grey team when they have to make a decision and this is what we're experiencing today it's a great atmosphere Hurst into Beatty low post Passes to Musselwhite on the left wing. She'll put up a three from the left. It's all there from Musselwhite. That's her, like you said before, Mark. That's only her second score since the start of the opening basket. But she's been important defensively. She's got hands on stuff, disrupted them defensively and done some great work. So Milner back in the front court. The cap's up by four. 46-42, a minute to go. Cross White on the left wing. Gets it to Carr in the paint. Taking on Tolo. Great work. Gets away from her. Shot won't drop. Beattie tips it to Hurst. And Hurst will drive it into the front court. Goes out to the right wing where Abrams is. Abrams will cut to the left. Beattie high post. Gets the ball. Takes it down. Finds Tolo right underneath the basket. Had to chuck it out of there. Abrams across the muscle right on the right. Tolo at the free throw line. Puts it on the floor. Drives inside. Beattie picks up the scraps. Won't go. 
The bigs inside are just too big right now for the Capitals. And then Tolo's been called on that one. But there was a travel right when Tracy Beattie and Tolo were wrestling for the ball that they completely missed too. Well, did they call that on Tracy Beattie? They called that one on Tracy Beattie there. She subs out for Beattie. Beattie. Yeah, they called it on Beattie. Only the first personal foul of the quarter, and we have 29 seconds left. Home court advantage? I think so. Hasn't it done much for them, though. They are up by fours. Milner with Hibbert at the top. Hibbert cross to the right to Reed. Being watched by Musselwhite. Dribbles away from it. Takes it inside. Musselwhite gets back. Great steal. Kept it alive for Bishop. And Hibbert will uh, be called for the foul as she knocked uh, Musselwhite as she's going past her. That's right. But Musselwhite's play there defensively, that was just unbelievable. One of the reasons why we call her the crash test dummy of the WNBL. That's right. And she'll go to the foul line because, of course, uh, Melina are in the bonus situation here. And she's probably, well, she has been our best, uh, Canberra's best free throw shooter tonight. So she nailed two just... 35 seconds ago or so, and uh, I'd imagine she'll make them both here. She's very good from the line. Hibbert disgusted with the call, though. She did not happy at all, you could tell. I thought it was yeah. a coat hanger. Just yeah. weird, yeah. it? Well, it was Must have <laughs> And one last chance here, five seconds to go. Car from the left wing for three, left that one short. Hurst with grabs the defensive rebound, and that'll be the end of the third quarter in the Capitals. We're up by six, the biggest uh, lead at a break for the game, but uh, we've certainly seen uh, stranger things happen here. The momentum has just been unbelievable, but the Caps are in front by six at three-quarter time. Yeah, the Caps are up by six, but as you say, this has been a game of momentum, and how many times have we seen it go from a six-point lead to Canberra to a six-point lead to Bulleen and then back the other way? So, you know, having said that, though, Mark, I think Bulleen are just struggling at the moment to find much happening for them. I think that they're, they're tired and they're starting to take their toll. And Penaluma has got four fouls. That's another key factor coming down the stretch in this last quarter is to have Penaluma, who's their only you know, genuine big um, you know, car and crosswider really undersized, but doing a fantastic job, doing an absolutely fantastic job. But in terms of a genuine big out there, you know, Penaluma's going to have to play really, really smart this last quarter. Yeah, she's already got four fouls, so we'll see if they, uh, well, it looks like they're going to start with her. Well, uh, you know, you've got to, I suppose. Well, that's right, you know, what's she doing for you sitting on the bench? She's not doing Nothing. anything, you know, so, and you're six points down, ten minutes of basketball to go, you've got to rely on the fact that these girls are well, semi-professional basketballers, but they know how to play smart, they, they understand the game, and she's just got to play smart with those, uh, with her last foul. Oh, Nathurst, 10 points. Musselwhite, 10 points. Musselwhite was huge. She had seven points in those last couple of minutes. That's right. Both Hurst and Musselwhite, we might just head down to Simon Peters. Yes, Grappy, very happy as she should be with their defensive effort. Only 10 points there to Bullion in that third quarter. Once again, going for offensive sets, committing her team to really working the roller the philosophy of Gerald Chambers, she told the team, don't worry about the referee, but Jesus must have a death, karma will come, and our shots will drop. Well, we will wait and see. We've got ten minutes here, and maybe overtime. Who knows the way this one's been played. It was tied at half-time. The Cats lead by six at three-quarter time, 48-42.
as Globitz and Milner in the backcourt. Carr, Penaluna and Hibbert for the Bulleen Boomers as they have first possession. Hibbert has the ball. Pete drives inside. At the high post, she hits from the corner. Hibbert gets the first basket of the final quarter. She's got nine for the game. Uh, Musselwhite sort of over-defended, I think, and left her alone. Craig. Another important point, Beryl Chambers said, it's only six points. It's now four. Oh, Bishop, Bishop inside. Oh, finally. Now six. Finally. Bibby with six points for the game. She took it inside, managed to get the lap to drop it. And, uh, there's a it few breaths being held there. <laughs> 48-42. Hibbert hands off to Milner at the top of the key. Glorbitz comes out and gets it on the left wing. Glorbitz, looking for Carr, goes back to Penaluna at the top. Finds Milner on the right wing. Shoots over the top of Hurst. Air ball. Carr inside. Can't get it. That should have been 24-second violation. Didn't hit the rim anyway, but the Caps got it. And Bishop drives it into the front court. Abrams back to Hurst. Hurst puts up the finger and calls the play. Tolo on the right wing. Musselwhite comes across. Bishop puts it on the floor. Drives her past Penaluna, who's in foul trouble. Back out to Bishop. Uh, to Hurst. Hurst down to Bishop low post. Turn around over the top of Carr and the shot wouldn't drop. Hibbert grabs the defensive rebound. Need to be a bit more forceful perhaps inside Bishop. But it hasn't been her night. Milner with the ball at the top. Comes away to the right. Glorbitz with the ball. Takes on Abrams. Gets to the baseline. Great defense from Abrams. Back out to Carr, forced and shot, oh. Musselwhite tips it away, Glorbis picks up the ball, shot won't drop, Abrams' defensive rebound. Have to mention the fantastic job that Kel Abrams has oh. done on Glorbis tonight, she has just been fantastic. Tolo gets it low post, works in against Penaluna, layup won't go, gets her own ball back, has it knocked away from her, and then keeps it alive back out to Abrams, taps get another opportunity. Hurst on the right wing, the bishop in front of her, she'll dribble back out and set up another play. Now dribbles around a screen. Pull up jumper from 12 foot. Good from Hurst. She's got 12. Bishop Steele. Ball lost into the backcourt out of bounds and Bulleen will have it in their front court. luckily. Bulleen were lucky to get away with that. Crosswhite's in for Penaluna. Hopefully he might as well leave Penaluna in there. One thing I can really notice down here, the petals out of Bulleen's game. There... Yep, we did talk about that earlier. Glorbitz with the ball on the right wing. Gets it off to Milner. They do look a little tired in the bodies when they're bumping away from people. Carr, low post, shoots over the top, won't go for her. And that's probably a sign of tired legs as well. Bishop with a defensive rebound, off to Hurst. The Cats should just run it and run it and run it. Abrams has it on the right wing. Low post to Tolo. Backing in. Takes on Crosswhite. Basket for Colo. This is a 10-point lead. I think it's the largest lead any team has had in this game. So, you know, in the space of, uh, what is it, three minutes, perhaps have got it out to 10 as we see Musselwhite foul Desi Glorbitz, I think it was. Yep. Pardon's coming in for Glorbitz, who's sitting down. So, I guess just want some fresh legs. Get Nick Glorbitz and a few others a sit down for a few minutes. I thought she might have been going to the line on that one, Mark. I thought she was in her action to the basket, but uh, yeah. the great team doesn't agree with me again. No. <laughs> Did they ever? No. <laughs> Milner, just inside the three-point line. It was only a two. She's got 12. Leader, leading scorer. The leader's eight, 54-46. 6.40 to go. 
As Abrams on the left wing, back to Bishop, drives in the paint, little layup. Oh, She's that got the was yips. just got the yips, all right. <laughs> Milner back at the other end, Pardon in the left corner, driving inside, gets it Big back block. to uh, cross wide, and Tolo just reaches in there and blocks the shot, and the Caps will bring it back down. Hurst drives. Dribbles out to the right wing to set up the play. Finds Abrams in the corner, straight into Tolo, backing into the paint. Tolo tries to force up a shot without any control and lost the handle on it, and it wouldn't go near the basket. Bulleen gets to bring it back down. A bit more control needed out Tolo that time. Just forcing it a little, and that just needs to kick it back out. Oh, Pardon. Muscle right gets to it first. And she'll save it in the corner. Back to Hurst. Hurst will drive. No, she'll just set up another play but yeah there was no legs there nobody no. was chasing that one except Musselwhite Abrams on the left wing back to Musselwhite at the top three pointer from there thanks it and off the glass fitting for Musselwhite she didn't nominate that I'm out <laughs> and the crowd you telling a message there 57-46 and Musselwhite has been huge late here with uh, late in the third quarter and there another basket. Some of her defensive work and it's going to be hard actually to pick the player of the match because there's been some good ones. Tolo's played well. Musselwhite's had some good moments as well. But uh, they're stepping up and I think that was really telling there when that loose ball was just rolling into the backcourt of Boleyn. There was two Boleyn players there in front of the Caps. Neither one of them had the legs to really chase it, and Musselwhite got there. And that's right. That's absolutely right, Mark. They're looking tired. Fatigue starting to play a factor. That last turnover was a tiredness. It was a fatigue turnover. It was that sort of error that gets made when you're tired, coming down the stretch. So, you know, and really, Cheryl just hasn't got the bodies on the on the bench to be able to rest players. And you know, five minutes to go in a in a grand final, you've got to have your studs out there and. Uh, whether they've got the legs to do it or not. Uh, Simon. Cheryl Chambers was saying that there's still five minutes and not out of it, but they have to dig deep, uh, dig deep <laughs> to be able to go on with it. We that all have to dig deep, but <laughs> we know what it's like. <laughs> Sitting up here, it's just as exhausting. Reed in the backcourt with Milner will bring it down. Hibbert, Penaluna's back in with Carr. For Bulleen, as they have it in the front court, down by 11, five and a half minutes to go. Reed gets it at the top. Comes to Milner on the right wing. Back for Carr. Carr to Milner. Hibbert low post against Abrams. Pass off the car at the free throw line. Shot won't go. Bishop defensive rebound for the Capitals. Gets it to Hurst, and Hurst is off and running down the right wing. Finds Bishop Bibby in the corner. Back to Hurst, and she'll set up the play. Sets up from the top as he gets the high post from Tolo and Bishop. Back to Abrams at the top of the key. Tolo and Bishop go low post. Hurst driving inside. Has to pass to Bishop Bibby. Three-pointer from the left wing. Won't go. But she was left all alone, and now Bishop's been called for a silly foul. Yeah, probably unnecessary, that one, but uh, Abby Bishop hasn't been getting on the scoreboard, but she's certainly in this second half done a much better job of getting on the boards for Canberra, Mark. She's, uh, you know, a lot of strong defensive rebounds that she's pulling in for Canberra, which is giving them the possession game that Graffy's been looking for. Milner brings it back into the front court. Down the left, Reed to Penaluna at the top, looking for Hibbert on the right. 
Finds right, the sleet is still 11 for the Caps. Penaluna can't get it up high enough to grab that one. Turnover against Bulleen in the backcourt, in the front court. The Abram, Caps will have it in the backcourt. Abrams inbounds to Hurst. Hurst dribbles down the centre of the court. Tolo and Bishop the height come out to Bulleen high post. has gone to a zone here. They really have to because they don't have the legs, but... Uh... Bishop inside, shot won't go, Tolo tries to keep it alive, tipped out of bounds, off Bishop. Yeah, Bulleen will have the ball. Yeah, and I think Bulleen defensively, as I'm saying, have gone into a zone, they really don't have the legs to match it in a man-to-man, which might actually disrupt Canberra just a little bit, we will see. See how they handle it. Milner then, 4.16 to go here in the final quarter. Milner to Carr, off to Milner. Behind the screen, Bishop reached in and couldn't knock it away. Milner still has it. Carr breaks away to the basket. Pass to Penaluna underneath. Penaluna gets two. Bishop gets caught for the foul, and Penaluna will go to the line as Bishop will sit down. In fact, Penaluna's ten points for the game, and that's the fourth on Bishop. So Beatty's straight back in. That's right. Has a quick word with Tolo uh, about. What they're going to do, what their role is, the instructions, no doubts, coming from Cary Graff. Okay. Penaluna at the line. Makes the three-point play, 11 for Penaluna. The game is an eight-point game, four minutes to go. Hurst comes down the right wing. Abrams with the ball. Tolo high post. Gets it to her. Beatty goes to the low post. Hurst on the left wing into Beatty. Pass into Tolo. Tolo, turn around. Jump shot won't go. Ball knocked loose. Glorvis picks it up. Off to Milner down the left wing. And the momentum seems to have perhaps changed a little. Carr. They might be tired, but they are still willing. Penaluna. Cross to Glorvis. Left wing for three. Oh, big shot for Glorvis to make. I think that's only her second score for the game, but an important one. Back to a five-point game with three and a half minutes to go. Hurst dribbles away to the left. Bishop Bibby in the left corner. Back to Hurst. Cross to Abrams on the right. Low posters. Beatty. Bibby coming around the screen. Abrams left alone for three. It won't go. The threes aren't dropping for the caps. And Carr with a defensive rebound off to Hibbert, who brings it in on the front court slowly, but she did. Milner driving inside off to Penaluna. Penaluna blocked from behind out of bounds. Bullen will still have it. Beatty came in with a help out and reached in and knocked that one loose. Timeout called by the Capitals as Bulleen the last minute or two have had the momentum. They have. They've done a great job. And uh, I thought they were gone for all money, uh, Mark. They just looked like they had no legs whatsoever. But they've dug deep and they've found something and they've got this back to a five-point game. And Canberra will be talking here about, I think particularly, you know, that zone that they've sort of thrown at them is just... Uh, disrupted Canberra's offensive uh, flow and uh, I think that that's what Graffy will be talking about now. They need to go back to getting some inside-outside stuff happening and, and some real cut action. They're very static again offensively so we'll wait and see what happens when they come out of this. I also wouldn't be surprised to see Canberra extend their defence and get right up and put them under quite a lot of pressure defensively just to test how tired Bulleen really are. Yeah, well, fouls, fouls are certainly not a problem. Uh, for the Capitals, only Bishop of four, nobody else has got more than two as Craig's been listening to Shell Chambers. They just need three more minutes to get this lead back. He's given them instructions now to look at getting players out of that team. 
knock him out. Simon? Ruffy wants him to shut down this shot. Obviously, 12 seconds on the shot clock. Offensively, just same again. Go through their stuff. Penaluda's pass is a turnover. Glorvitz couldn't get to it. Caps will get the ball in the backcourt. Rohani Cox is there to hand it to Hurst. She's sitting in the front row. And both sides would like a fresh body out there like her right now. That's right. <laughs> 2.39 to go, 57-52 caps lead, Hurst comes to the left wings, Bibby, low post Tolo on the left side, cross court to Hurst, put it on the floor, at the free throw line, jumper won't go, Bishop gets the offensive board and they'll set up another play. Important offensive possession here for Canberra. Bishop back in there with her four fouls, but Penaloon is there as well. Abrams into Tolo, Tolo going to work inside against Penaluna. basket from Tolo! Smart move to go at Penaluna because she's sitting on those four fouls. Penaluna is, yeah, go at her. But Milner then with the ball. Off to Hibbert to three. Oh. It's all left from Hibbert. She's got 12. And maybe a minute 55 left in her career. She'd like to go out with a title. It's 59-52. Caps up by seven. We have a technical problem. I think they're questioning whether that was actually a three or a two, and they have confirmed that it's a three-pointer. I was pretty sure it was a... I think it was easy to see from up here. (laughs) It's a four-point game then. 59-55. Minute 50 to go as Hurst brings it down into the front court. Bishop gets it to Musselwhite on the left wing. Musselwhite. Comes around a screen. Goes back to the left. Bishop low post. Cross court to Hurst. Three from Hurst is long. Pivot defensive rebound. Gets it to Glorbitz. And it's about a three. Four on three is Glorbitz. Off to, Mar- to Penaluna. Back to Glorbitz. Penaluna low post against Hurst. Shoots over the top basket. It's going to be possibly a one point game if Penaluna makes the free throw. Yeah, look that was just a... Uh that matchup was not the situation you want coming down here in a minute and a half. That was just poor communication from Cambridge and not getting that, that uh, switch up happening. But anyway, great job from Penaluma. Made a very important shot and this is an even more important foul shot right now. Penaluna makes it a one-point game with a minute 25 to go. Penaluna's got 14. She's the game high. Hurst back in the front court. Tolo sets up high post with Bishop. Abrams on the right, back to Hurst, left side to Musselwhite, going for Bishop low post against Penaluna, puts it up, basket won't go, oh, Tolo, no, stolen by Carr, off, out of bounds off Hurst, off Bishop, and Bolina will have it in the backcourt, the Caps can't get anything to drop right now, and it's just over a minute, oh boy, it's coming down to the last. It is coming down the last, and Bolina's done a fantastic job here. He's got to hand it to him. Glorbitz off to Penaluna at the top. Into Hibbert. Hibbert almost lost it. Picks it up. Shot won't go. Bishop defensive rebound. And a foul on Hibbert. It's only her third. And just the first team foul for the quarter against Bolin. That's right. It's the four zip. So, uh, so Caps will be in the backcourt. Caps in the backcourt. And, uh, you know, there's what, two possessions left in this game here. And Caps are up by one. Very important possession right here. Abrams is going to set up the play. It's uh, fingers down, whatever that means. 
She dribbles to the right side. Inside the Bishop Penelon is gone. Penaluna with the foul as the pass inside to Bishop. And Penaluna's gone with 36 seconds. Bishop will... I don't know, is this a shooting foul or... I think it will be possession from the side. Possession so underneath the offensive basket. Probably a side relief from Abby Bishop. She hasn't had the best night with the shooting, but... Uh, they need to execute really effectively here to make sure that they get a good scoring option here. You know, 24 seconds on the shot, uh, sorry, 36 seconds on the game clock, and so they've got a full 24 here and uh, leave as little time as possible for Pauline. Polo, low post, back to Hurst, Musselwhite to Abrams, 18 seconds on the shot clock. Musselwhite, three from the right, a little bit short, Bishop with the offensive board, will just chuck it out of there and finds Abrams, and the Caps will waste some time off the clock. Because if they can hold on to it, it's all over. Caps don't need to do anything. Penelope Polo gets the basket. A three-pointer will tie it up. Pivot. Time out. Time out. That's why the clock didn't start, Mark. I was getting a bit excited because the bench hadn't started the clock. But there was a timeout call. Eleven and a half seconds to go. The game ain't over yet. It's a three-point lead, but a three-pointer will tie it up. That's right. And the way that Bulleen have been hitting him, you wouldn't write him off. Like, what do you do here? You know, do you give Bulleen a layup? Uh, do you force them to take... I'd, I'd be saying, whatever you do, girls, no three-point shot. Do not foul them if they're taking a three. You've got to concede a layup. You concede a layup. But whatever you do, don't put them on the line to make the three-point play. No three-point plays definitely will be the call from the Caps. Bulleen will be looking for a three. They'll have 11 and a half seconds to try and come up with something here. The noise in here will be riveting for the next couple of seconds. Simon? Well, you can see a lot of noise. You can hear very well in that timeout. But one very clear message. No foul, no three-pointers. No fouls, no three-pointers. That's trying to make sense. Still got a timeout to use, I guess. Timeout, and uh, you know, Canberra's in the bonus foul situation as well. So, you know, if Pauline managed to do something important here, and you know, they've still got the opportunity of putting, uh, sorry, Pauline has got the opportunity of going to the foul line and making uh, shots in dead time, possibly. Yep. Lorbertson Milner in the backcourt will have the ball at about half court. Crosswhite, Hibbert, and Cars. Milner has the ball. Hurst is watching her. Dribbles away to the left. It's frantic. The body's moving everywhere. Pivot three from the left won't go. Abrams defensive rebound. A foul. We got a second left on the clock. The Capitals will have the ball in the backcourt with a second left. And a three-point lead, you would say it is safe for the Capitals now because... Well, unless Canberra throw the ball directly to a Pauline player who jacks the three, then... This is game over. Abrams looking for the inbound. Finds Muscle White in the front court. It's all over. The Caps are the champions for 2008-2009. Oh, what a game of basketball it has been. And the crowd are on their feet, as you would expect after that. But boy, you've got to hand it to Bulleen. 
They did everything. They tried everything they could. They certainly did. And, you know, they did an absolutely outstanding job to take this game to, you know, 61-58, the momentum swing. I thought they were dead for all money halfway through that fourth quarter. They were... I don't know what, how they kept going. I just don't know. They just work their bums off out there. And, you know, full credit to Canberra for getting away, coming away with the win. Probably deserve it given that, um, you know, they've been, I guess, you know, contenders all season. But uh, Pauline really took it at them. They did. They deserve all the praise. And the players are now uh, congratulating each other at centre court. But, oh, that was, that was absolutely amazing. Disappointment down at Bulleen there. You can see Zoe Carr. Here's Kerry Graff. Kerry Graff there. The emotions right now are starting to overflow. As you would expect out on the court, the Capitals. Kelly We'll try and get Craig Ravel over here with Cheryl Chambers if we can. Yep, Craig's uh, moved over to Cheryl Chambers and the Bulleen side and uh, it's crazy up there. Indeed, it was a great grand final. The uh, Capitals came out on top by three in the end, but uh, well, they are playing. We are the champions, and uh, the Capitals are for 2008-9. It's uh, 61 to 58 the final score, but 
Yeah, as you said, it was an 11-point lead about halfway through that final quarter. We thought it was done and dusted, and I thought my prediction of 12 was starting to look really good, <laughs> but uh, I got the nervous jitters there as the Capitals did, and Pauline came back and oh, it took was, it down to the last second. It was great, and I think it really reflected the kind of season that we had in the, in the league this year. It was tight, you know. There were still, you know, coming down to the last round or so, it was still up for grabs who was going to be in the five, and... Uh, you know, it was just for... Hey, wait, Natty, we've got Natty Hurst with us. I remember about 10 years ago, you were this little chick sitting in my room at home playing PlayStation. Here you are, you're the point guard of the WNBL championship winning season. Oh, that was my daughter's mother's season. And, uh, yes, we So now the big party begins. Finally climb that mountain. Yeah, looking work hard all season for this. And uh, we wanted nothing less than... We've been here a few times over the last couple of years, Matt, and I've got to say, the biggest cheer I've ever heard is when you know a three. This sounds lovely, mate. Oh, thanks for your time. Look, they were going under all week, right? And uh, I had to, to take them, and lucky for me, a couple of went down there. Push your time. Well, you've got to get your hat on and get over there and enjoy this celebration. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you. Yes, Simon there with Nat Hurst. Um, one of the locals, definitely a local favourite. and was a big part of that, uh, the Capitals getting across the line. She uh, certainly had a big big task there with Cheryl Milner defensively. Um, we saw the difference there between the sides when uh, when uh, Milner was starting to tear the camera apart. It was while um, Nat Hurst was sitting down. That's right. That was a, it was a great matchup for the entire game. And, uh, you know, Hurst ended up with 12 points and six boards. And, and those 12 points, six of those came at a really critical point in the game, which uh, gave Canberra the ascendancy. The other one here is Musselwhite, ended up with 13 for the game. And, and she played some really, really important minutes. And it's not, not about the points that she put on the board, but it was the stuff that she did defensively was just fantastic. Uh, yep. We're now going to... Uh, We're going to try and take in the presentations and um, the presentation of the awards, of course, to the teams and uh, there'll be some other presentations to the MVP, I believe, Rohani Cox. A uh, number of the, the All-Star Five will probably get there. Um, we're just trying to see if we can pick it up. Don't appear to be able to pick yeah. it up, do we, Mark? It's Rachel Spawn uh, doing the presentations. Yeah. yeah, just looking through the stats. Yeah. The referees are being uh, awarded now with uh, their little medallions. I think we'll tell once Rachel gets back on talking.
Nat Hurst is the MVP of the final. So Nat Hurst has her trophy. Major General Crossan and thank you to the Australian Defence Force for your outstanding sponsorship of the WNBL. Major General Crossan will now present the award for the most valuable player of the 2008-09 ADF WNBL season. For the second time, the MVP will also receive a certificate for a princess cut diamond valued at $4,000 from our sponsor, Dia Oro, who will set the diamond into a piece of jewellery of the winner's choice. Major General. And the winner of that is Rohani Cox. I would now like to invite WNBL Commission Chairman John Davison to step forward again to present the runner-up trophy to Berlin. Ladies and gentlemen, a big round of applause and please welcome the captain of the Berlin Boomers, Desi Glorbitz. This is always a tough situation, but would you like to say a few words on behalf of your team? Yeah, I would, thank you. Um, first of all, I'd like to congratulate the Canberra Capitals. We knew today that we'd have to throw absolutely everything at you guys to try to get the win, and um, I think that we did that, but unfortunately we fell short, but it's a credit to your club and your team, so congratulations. <laughs> 
going to have to move over here a bit to um, thank all our supporters. A lot of them are still up there and all around here in the blue. We've had unbelievable support at the Veneto Club all year and for so many of you guys to follow us to Canberra and, and yell and scream your guts is out. We appreciate it so much, so thank you very much. And finally, I'd just like to thank the Bullying Boomers and, and say, you know, what a fantastic team it is, what a fantastic club it is, and, and I'm proud to play for the Boomers and, and I'm really proud of all the girls in the white shirts over there. So well done, girls. You've shown a lot of fight and a lot of heart all season, so thank you. Thank you, Desi. Pauline, please come and join your captain on the stage. Yes. Do we have the record book to say how many one points? Oh, no, it wasn't one point in there. Closest grand finals. And just as the Bulleen team received their runners-up medal, the Go crowd on, starting to <laughs> crowd in on the court. We were probably lucky to get our interviews when we did. It's going to be pretty tough going a bit later on. Cheryl Chambers, of course, was very emotional out there, as you could imagine, to get so close into a uh, grand final victory. Of course, she had played for so many years in uh, the WNBL for Bulleen. And so now it's Abs and Graffy to hold aloft the trophy. Carry Graffy. So Rachel Spawn presenting them. Unfortunately, we've got the best seats in the house normally until they put the banners up in front of us today. So uh, if you watch. Now, Kelly, you've been the league leaders for most of the season, so it must be fantastic to consolidate that form tonight. Thanks, Rach. Um, obviously, there has to be a winner and a loser. And, um, you know, Bulleen, you really took it to us today. We knew you guys were going to come in and be tough. And, uh, you know, you did throw everything at us. And um, you played exceptional today. So, great effort. Just got a key few people to thank. Obviously, the first is our Canberra community and our die-hard Canberra supporters. You guys make this place. <laughs> Following on to our key sponsors, obviously Transact. You've been on board with us now for nearly, uh, I don't know how long, sorry, it's like nearly a decade. And uh, we'll keep delivering as long as we can. ACT government, obviously the Australian Defence Force, and uh, our media friends, and most importantly, the people that help us get here in our families, partners, and our huge support networks. And lastly, I'm so proud of my team, 
our support staff. Did she play seven players? Pereira and, and Our Bar. support staff, our coaches and our players. Like normal Fantastic guys. Well done. Thank you, Kelly. I'd now like to call upon the players from 2008-09 ADF Durbanville Champions, Canberra Capitals, to accept their trophies. So the Capitals about to head up onto the stage as uh, Graffy and Abs have their tro have the trophy and the banner, which will certainly uh, be held aloft in the first home game of next year. Come and join the captain, Canberra. And uh, the Caps now making their way up to the dais. Tracy Beattie with a sun in tow. And then followed by Peter Sinclair. It's uh, Moose. Lauren Jansen in her debut year gets a grand final. We said that a, uh, a long, long time ago, Michelle, about Natalie Hurst, who was the MVP today. That's right. Uh, you know, Natalie Hurst. I think she would have been 16, she may have been 17, played in, well, sorry, was in the Canberra Capitals team when yep. they won a championship and, uh, you know, Lauren Jansen has to be looking at this going, wow, you know, this was Natty, you know, how many of the years ago and look at her now, MVP in a, in a National Women's League grand it's final. Adelaide would be uh, in, a, in, a, in a tough situation. A favourite daughter has won a championship with Canberra with Bowley getting her trophy now. <laughs> And, uh, of course, also there was uh, Chantella Pereira, who played a very important role, particularly, Mark, when uh, Natty Hurst and Diddy were suffering injuries throughout the season. Yeah, she did, and she stepped up and uh, showed why the team uh, picked her. And, uh, yeah, she was just another contributor out of this whole lineup. Um, they all played their parts at various times during the season, and uh, Pereira had a role to play tonight. And, uh, you know, she had a tough role. And she had to take on Milner. Well... The celebrations are beginning. The confetti is fired and the Caps are certainly the victors for 2008-2009. It was a fantastic victory. And, uh, well, we still haven't finished all the interviews. There's a few people we still need to talk to. I'm going to leave you guys up here to pad whilst I get back downstairs. So I think, Mark, uh, Mark I think Simon's had enough, for sure. You might have to come down with me. <laughs> Uh, we'll let Craig get down onto the court and see who, who he can rustle up. And uh, yeah, Mark, a fantastic final. It was, oh, you know, top just, class. Just a great game of basketball. Um, even if you weren't a basketball fan, you couldn't uh, not appreciate the contest, the battle, the swings. The it was just a long battle that went on and on and on. And in the end, the Capitals just held on in the end. That's right. They really just, uh, you know, bullying through, as Desi said, you know, through absolutely everything they had at them, but just wasn't enough to get them over the line. And Canberra, you know, really just uh, made some important plays, a really important plays, particularly, uh, I've got to mention Michelle Musselwhite, you know, oh. and game MVP Matt Hurst, you know, coming down the stretch there, she controlled the game tempo. She was the general out there on the floor and really did a fantastic job for Canberra. And Captain Kelly Abrams, I mean, you know, her defensive effort tonight against Desi Glorbitz was uh, superb. There's a bunch of players that could have won that MVP um, for, sure. for their efforts out there tonight. Um, and it was just a great contest. And uh, there were some players on the Boleyn side who probably could deserve it as well. And just for the sheer fact that they stuck with it and stayed in the game was just 
unbelievable. That's right. Amazing. I don't, I don't know where they got some of their effort from, but uh, anyway, you know, I guess that's what it's about. As we can see, Craig with Desi Glorman. Nope, we don't have uh, Craig right now. We can see Craig with Desi. Unfortunately, we're not getting any any audio through, so um, unfortunately, we we can't hear him. So I guess uh, we'll just uh, try and sort that problem out. And uh, you know, Canberra, you know, going forward till next year, I guess, Mark. One of the big question marks is Abby Bishop, who probably had one of her quietest um, games. Well, but she did a lot of things. She um, did. Just nothing was going her way. The shots weren't dropping for her. It, it, and she racked up four fouls, and that sort of affected her a little bit as well. Um, yeah, but will she be here next year? Well, that's the big question, isn't it? Whether talking about Europe. Play. Talking about Europe. So will we leave leave her leave leave her? Sorry, to the European League next season or not? Um, Certainly she's a real talent for Australian basketball and she's been great for Canberra this year and she's been great for the league and uh, it would be a shame to see her go overseas. But at the same time, you know, that's where they've got to go to make their money. And uh, and it's a short career, so you can't blame them. Absolutely not, that's right. And, and you, know, she's, you know, the question mark, I guess, is does she actually... Um, we'll see if we can find you know, her best result next year, perhaps. All right, all the best. Thank you very much. Thanks very much to Greg uh, Glorbert. As uh, well, unfortunately, I think you missed most of that one. My apologies there. I want to try and get in the throng and find Zoe Carr for you, but I've just missed her. Oh, okay, she's holding court over here, as you can imagine. And uh, well, we'll try and see if we can interrupt Zoe for a moment here. They're still in good spirits. Zoe Carr, what a game today. You uh, had a tough job facing up on Abby Bishop and Tracy Beattie and Mariana Tolo. Yeah, well, them being about a foot taller than me doesn't help. Um, You know, all I had to do was try and push them out of the key and make them beat me from the perimeter. They did that every now and again. They both did have good games, but, I mean, I was happy with my game defensively. It's just such we fell three points short. Up when uh, that last shot went up, what were you thinking? Uh, I don't know if I can say what I was thinking. <laughs> um, I thought we had it. I thought we might have just lost it on that, on the on Musa's three. Um, but then that offensive rebound killed us. Um, but you've got to credit the girls. We went out there, we threw everything at it, and there's not one person that can't look each other in the eye and say we did our best. And that's what we walked onto here saying, if we can walk off look each other in the eye and say, we did our best. That's all we can give. Come on, 2009, Definitely. Let's start pre-season in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> might give you a bit more than that. Yeah. Or Cheryl might, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, actually, I might need some recovery time. <laughs> Thank you. Zoe Carr joining us here, sideline. Uh, we'll try and head back into the throng now that is uh, surrounding these Canberra Capitals. Indeed, so, uh, Craig down there... Uh, but what a great game. We've just uh, witnessed one of the great grand finals in uh, Women's National Basketball League history, I'm sure. And, uh, nobody will forget this one. No, absolutely not. I'm looking through, I think there's only been this thing since 1982 when the league started. I've been through the stats book and it looks like there were probably three two point games and uh, one one point game. So it's certainly up there. He's been a quiet man of this capital side, media wise, says. Uh, you have gone through in this assistant coach role, but uh, 
you're getting the championship that perhaps was torn away from you last year. Oh, look, there's no question about that. And, uh, you know, everybody with half a brain knows I put that team together last year. But to come over here and to be treated with respect and uh, to come out with the championship, it was a lot of hard work, a lot of hours, but it's been all worthwhile. How hard is it to move from that role of being the boss to being the support? Oh, look, you know, at the end of the season, uh, that's probably where I wanted to be anyway. And, uh, you know, I just... I, I had some knowledge to bring to the program and I thought I did that and helped Graffy and that all I want to do is help Graffy and the girls win a championship and we've achieved that and very satisfying. Well congratulations. As I said you've been a very quiet man throughout the year for the most part. I'll do that on purpose. <laughs> Thanks very much. Congratulations. Thank you. I also think we should speak to Sandy so I'll try and get in there now. Good, good luck. There, there is a ward on the, uh, on the floor right now. Probably a few fouls. Congratulations. Thank you. Sandy Tomley, you're on air, so I better warn you. Uh, the team's up there, and congratulations. Oh, a hard season, but it's uh, got the reward in the end. Yeah, we did. I mean, it was the, you could feel the vibe this morning in practice. It was kind of like when we um, won it in Penrith two years ago. So the girls were lighthearted, but they were focusing. So when we came in, we knew that they'd throw everything they had at us. So, But um, I think that we just stuck to our guns. We, like Some of our players didn't have great games, but we all played together, and people need to, when people need to score, it was done. So... Yeah, can't, can't believe we ended got it. It was good. Well, it's uh, been a hard year with uh, the pressure coming into this game of being so red-hot favourites. You look at the paper and no one said Bullying had a chance. You look at the website, the WNBL website, no one said Bullying had a chance. Does that sort of damage your mindset coming into a game? Um, I think it could, but with us, it, like it didn't. There was no, we never actually even thought of the pressure of that. We thought, you know what, we, we deserve being, to be number one. Um, so we just wanted to go out there and go, well, you know what, we, we wanted to be our number one. We put ourselves for the whole year to be there. So we didn't look at the pressure like that. Like I said, we knew that they would come at us. We knew that they wouldn't lie down. We knew that they'd show, throw new different things at us. Um, you know, they packed office on offense and things like that. They did go after the board harder, which they said they were going to do. But, you know, I think in the end we just went, well, as long as we just focus on what we can do, can't complain about that. Well, congratulations. Thanks, Craig. And uh, as you can tell, these, uh, these caps are all extremely happy. I saw Jess Bibby a moment ago. I'll uh, try and get into the scrum to have a chat with Jess. <laughs> Yes, good, good luck. luck. <laughs> Jess is just signing a few um, autographs surrounded by about 20 people within about two inches of her. You might call a foul or two for your referee. Can we call uh, Chris Lucas's comment? Jess Bibby, congratulations. Another championship with the Caps. Yeah, it's a pretty good feeling. A little bit, a little bit closer than what we would have liked at the end, but look, it was a, it was a defensive grind and, you know, you know, once again, we proved what a, what a pretty good defensive team we are and, and we're able to lock them down at the end and, and get the win. Well, Graffy has always said, finals are defensive games and 58 is a, a lot different the heady 100 and 113. Look, it, it is. And, you know, if you have a look at, you know, the teams that make the, make the playoffs are generally the teams that are, you know, a little bit, you know, they can rely on their defense. They don't have to score massive totals to, to win games. They can lock down teams and... You know, we, we proved throughout the, throughout the finals in our two games, uh, I mean, was it 60-52 in the first game we played them and then 61-58, you know, not a lot of difference. And, you know, again, it was our, it was our defense in, you know, in patches where we were able to lock them down. And, and again, they don't get a clear look at a three at the end there and then we're able to get the win. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. How much difference is the championship here at Canberra to uh, down there when you were playing in Melbourne? Well, I mean, the crowd for starters, you know, at Dandenong Stadium, you can fit about two and in here, you know, it's five and a half or something today. And, you know, just... 
you know, throughout the year, the, the crowd support and the media support that you get from, from Canberra is a lot different to Melbourne. So we sort of, we, you know, we owe those guys as much as we owe each other to, to perform. And, you know, every championship's great and every championship's special in their own way, and, and this one's no different. How much further turned around is that cap going to get by the end of the night? Oh, look, who knows where this cap will end up by the end of the night. <laughs> uh, Jess, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks very much to uh, Jess Bibby there. As, uh, well, guys, you need to give me some directions. You can see more than me up there. <laughs> well, Ibi, it's not easy to see who's down there. There are so many people uh, out on the court. I can see Michelle Musselwhite. It'd be good if we could get Craig to talk to Michelle Musselwhite, but he's going in the opposite direction, so uh, we might not get that interview. And now Craig's going to disappear in behind um, the screen, which will make it a little bit harder. He is ducking across to this side of it. Bishop's over here. It's Bishop, I think, just in front of us, isn't it? Yeah, Bishop's there and Musselwhite, and they're surrounded by uh, players. And, uh, but Musselwhite was the top scorer, 13 points for the um, for the Capitals. Uh, Polo and Hurst both with 12. And they're probably the three biggest, three top players. Although you couldn't argue, I mean, there, there are others as well. Musselwhite sitting down on the floor, taking a rest to sign. Uh, oh, she's taking shoes off. A lot of players are quite happy at the end of the game to hurry up and get those shoes off. You can't blame them. No, the feet would be burning. Congratulations. Finally, that championship. And, uh, well, I must say, I asked the question, would the muscle-white hoodoo continue? I know. Uh, I was, someone told me, like, someone said to me, uh, you're the bad thing. I'm like, if we lost tonight, I would have thought, you know, it was a bad omen. But, you know, we did an awesome job tonight, and I'm so happy I finally got a championship. You have played now Melbourne, Sydney, but even Canberra have got the best basketball fans for the WNBL. The crowd are absolutely awesome. Like they were just unbelievable tonight. I think they got us, um, they got behind us in the in the last quarter, and you know without the crowd, you know we we wouldn't have got through tonight. You and uh, injury don't seem to be too far away. You had injuries right throughout this season to be able to get the court time, start the grand final. How much does that mean? It's, um, it's been a frustrating season, but, you know, I, pull, I pulled through and, um, you know, I was on limited training for most of um, the second half of the season after Christmas. And, you know, I, um, I did do a lot of rehab and, you know, I was in the physio all the time. And, you know, it's frustrating to go into physio all the time, but, you know, that's what I have to do to get through. And, you know, I'm still in pain now, but, you know, after having a couple of, a couple of drinks tonight, I'm sure I will die off but. You know, after my wedding in two weeks' time, when I get back, I have to have surgery. So, you know, I'm just going to enjoy the moment and, um, you know, after the wedding, to get my foot done. So, yeah. You're going to remember 2009, a championship pendant and a wedding ring. Yes, that's right. Uh, be, well, 2009 is, uh, yeah, good for me, yeah. It's working, has to be. Yeah. All the best. Congratulations. Thank you. Michelle Musselwhite there. As you can tell, now, Mariana Tolo was here somewhere. I'm going to try and go in and see uh, another of the uh, Capitals' rookies. Shouldn't be hard to spot. She uh, towers over most of the crowd. She does, but she's a little bit hard for even us to spot from here. Um, Craig might be being a little ambitious, I think, on this one. Oh, I think so. <laughs> she, she may have already uh, done the bolt. Fortunately, the, uh, the signs have now been taken down, making it a little bit easier for us to see uh, the crowd. Alan Iverson's out there somewhere. I can see his name. <laughs> Could but, have done uh, with him too, probably. <laughs> I would love to 
but uh, the theme was bring it back this year. The Caps have done it. They brought the title back here. That's right. Craig has uh, got something. Oh, yep. <laughs> Mariana Tolos. Mariana Tolos with a snap. Congratulations. This is what you came to the Caps for, wasn't it? The win championships? Oh, yeah, definitely one of the reasons. You know, we had such a good team and we've worked so hard all season and I'm so happy to get the result we wanted. The goal, we had this goal from the start to win the championship at home in front of a packed house and it was exactly that. It's amazing. It still gives me goosebumps now. You three talls came into this game knowing that you had such a height advantage over bullying and yet they really did match you up so closely and didn't let you get in free. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was a really physical game. You can see by Abby's scratches across her ch- um, chest and um, Tracy's got a couple of scratches on her back. But, um, you know, we, we still kept working inside and, and we kept going to that because that was definitely one of our strengths. And, you know, they matched up well, did a good job. Um, but we came out on top, yeah. Well, congratulations and enjoy this championship. Thank you so much and I will. Thank you. Thanks very much to Mariana Tolo. It's, uh, well, not bad first year in the uh, Caps lineup, and she has got one of the fans just pointed out to me, guys, that uh, when I was speaking to Michelle Musselwhite, I should have talked to her about her uh, lucky 13 on Friday the 13th. 13 points tonight, of course. And, uh, well, better spotted by the crowd than me. That just tells you how intelligent <laughs> the Canberra Capitals fans are, doesn't it? Well, Kelly Abrams was wearing number 13. Uh, bad luck on uh, Black Friday. No, I guess not for Kelly Abrams. Not for Kelly Abrams. She's got a championship, uh, another championship and as a captain. And, uh, and she, I think she had a fantastic, very important, critical role in this game in uh, her match-up against um, uh, Desi Glorbitz. And, uh, you know, she's just... You know, I was surprised that she wasn't in contention for the actual defensive player from the, of the year for the league. Well, she may have been in contention, but I was surprised that she actually didn't get it. Alicia Poto uh, winning the defensive player of the year, and um, yeah. Yeah, and um, well, she said she was certainly. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really mention. Oh, yeah, it doesn't mention who won, who were the others in contention for the award. No. But um, yeah, the, 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 the stats don't show the role that she played and the influence she had on that game out there. Um, and there was just a couple of times where it was really painfully obvious too. We were almost, you're watching it and you're going, wow, there's, she's doing it. And you could see it as clear as day. Absolutely. And she does it week in, week out. She um, certainly, you know, she, the, the advantage of Kelly is that she can match up against bigs, as, like, you know, players that are bigger than her. So she can, she can match it on guard and then you can put her on a small forward and she's smart enough to use her body and, and anticipate and uh, really do a defensive job. So, um, yeah, full credit to Kelly. She may not have been on the scoreboard a whole lot tonight, but she certainly was absolutely critical part of their win. Yeah, just five points, but uh, a lot of things, the intangibles that uh, don't always get on the scorecard were uh, a big part of it. Mariana Tolo was huge. Michelle Musselwhite was yep. huge. Tracy Beattie had some big moments as well. Yep. Um, just really an all-round. Just Booby had some great moments. Nat Hurst got the MVP. Unbelievable, brilliant play. And, um, yep, just an all-round team effort. That's right. And in particular, you know, you look at it, Bishop had a quiet night and she's really been a key factor for him all night. And she didn't tonight, but the rest of the group, and, I mean, you know, having said that, Bishop did a great job. She's really important defensive plays that she made and, and did a real clean-up job on the boards in yeah. that second half. So uh, full credit to her. S- some of the things that we don't 
don't see in the stats. That's right. Yeah, I've got to tell you one thing that uh, you have to enjoy is Chris Lucas's jubilation. Was yes. that not? Uh, that's why I love doing those end of game interviews. They are so frank. They are so candid. And the emotion lets them answer the question honestly. That's right. And Simon Peters has labelled it quote of the year. So, <laughs> and I think you might have been right. <laughs> it is a very emotional scene down there on the floor, as you could imagine. And uh, I think we pretty much have covered everyone who got onto the court tonight. Of course, congratulations to the rest of the Canberra Capital squad because you don't get to the grand final without those players performing a role. Absolutely. Critical to the team, you know, and even if they're not getting minutes on the court here or what have you, you know, the work and effort that they put in on the training track, you know, people call them training bait and they are in a way, but so important to the preparation of the group that they uh, you know, come out with a positive attitude, that they work hard, that they understand their role and what's expected of them and, and that's certainly something that I think that the Canberra bench really um, really do understand. Yeah. Mark Asson, final thoughts before we wrap it up here from the arena. Oh, I'm just glad to have been here because this has been just a, a marvellous occasion. Two teams that went at it, it was just great basketball, uh, bullying with this fantastic Deserving runners-up, and uh, if they'd won it, they would have been deserving winners the way they played it here tonight. But, yeah, the Capitals in the end, six titles in ten years, the uh, champions, the team of the noughties. Well, (laughs) yes, we might uh, just leave that thought there. Michelle, your final thought after... uh, uh, It has been a very enjoyable season, a little bit longer than normal, but still very enjoyable. Yeah, look, ditto to Mark's comments. I just think Pauline did a fantastic job. Um, You know, full credit to Canberra. They were red-hot favourites coming in. They've been, you know, sitting in the position where they've been favourites for probably since Christmas they've been the favourites and uh, deserved winners tonight. They have been indeed. Simon Peters has already got himself involved in the throng of uh, grand final wrap-up etiquette where he's uh, with uh, some of the uh, friends and fans. So on behalf of Simon Peters, Mark Aston and Michelle Hocking, I'm Craig Ravel thanking you for joining us for this fantastic season on sportradio.com.au. We look forward to seeing you once again for AIS and Capitals, the defending champions basketball in 2009-2010. Well, it won't be long till October now. Have a safe night or morning, depending where you're listening to us from. We wish you all the very best. The Capitals are the champions. 61-58, defeating the Bulleen Boomers for the grand final of 2008-2009.